Episode 10 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 152. That's 150 plus 2. Awesome work, fellas. This episode is going to be called Tension Free. And you want to know why? Because we're going to give you so much friggin' information about all these players and all these games. And we're going to answer questions you guys put up on Facebook.com. And it's going to be... You're going to have so much friggin' fantasy goo that you're going to have no tension going into this weekend because you're going to know what to do. So, as usual, I'm sitting here with, to the left of me, Houdini. Across the way from me, I got Dogmatica. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're really excited to get this weekly podcast that we love doing for you. Uh, we're going to... We're going to talk about, obviously, Week 10 games and not focus too much on the games from Week 9, but there's been a lot of great information that we've become privy of finding out. Uh, it's funny, it always comes out about right when we're planning the podcast and we're doing our pre-production, we get sometimes a direct email from the guys that started, was it David Sears, the guy that started... Um, Fantasy Pros, which is uh, obviously a site that I think many of you that are diehards of this fan probably know of. If not, you should check it out, fantasypros.com. But as you know, Dogmatic has found some success a couple weeks earlier in the season. Um, and yes, the guy hits pay dirt again. Week 9 rankings, Dogmatic, and congratulations. Out of 129 experts this weekend, the numbers dropped off about 7 since the start of the season. But a couple chumps couldn't handle them. A couple chumps were do- weren't doing very well. Like, oh, this is, I'm an expert, but I'll just keep it on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to really know. I'm, I'm, Comparing I'm, me to the others doesn't work for me. I'm a number, I mean, I'm... I'm 128th, I'm three from the bottom, but, you know. The dog, you were number th- three, so basically what that means... Well, actually, there, there, there was actually 131 this week. 31, okay. Yeah, but two, uh, I guess two overall participate in the overall. Got it, so. got it. Yeah, okay, got it. Okay, so, dog, congratulations. It means that you, in the nine weeks of fantasy football this year, you have finished in the top ten, top five, top excuse five. me, top five. Top five three times. Yep. So one third of the time, you no, unquestionably are doing better than anyone else, and you, we're happy to have you on our side. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. 
Dude, I just want to let you guys know uh, they're listening out there. It's crazy when I look over his shoulder sometimes when I pop in Dewey's and he's working on this stuff, or just when we're we're together. It's crazy how much time and 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 just literally one on one and like going through the whole stack there and how many guys there are that you're doing in these rankings. I mean, it's like 250 dudes at the end of the day, and you really go through and, 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 and match these guys up one-to-one, and who's going to be better, and you put your heart and soul to it. So when you get that kind of response, and you get that kind of uh, recognition and being third overall, it's all that hard work paid off, so amen to you, brother. And, and in tribute to that, to, so for all our listeners, tonight you're, we're going to get a little bit of tribute to Dogmatica, uh, it, it might get a little feisty for all of us because this this character, like Dogmatica, doesn't take no gruff from anybody. A little rough around the edges. And 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 <laughs> he's going to tell you how you work, and you're going to be hearing a lot of him. Son of a true nut, Mr. Uh, T. Mr. T. will be in the house the tonight. tonight. He's he's our fourth. He's our fourth voice. Uh, well, T's my man. Amen. So, uh, and just so you know, last thing about the Fantasy Pros currently. Uh, on the on the full season um, numbers, so each each of the nine weeks added collectively with those 131 experts, Dogmatic is tied for 11th overall. Um, just keep focusing and putting your nose to the grind. Get a couple more of these top five finishes, and we know you're going to finish top five. Want to know why? Because Pyro's the shit, and Dogmatic, your rankings are Pyro's rankings. Nice work. All right, let's get into some games. Um, we're going to basically talk about these, this first Thursday night game. Then we're going to go to a number of questions on, from Facebook, from you listeners and our fans. And that's facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac.com or pyromaniac. And uh, ask us questions. Like us there. Please like us there. It's been an awesome, awesome momentum and fun things been happening there lately. And we appreciate all the stuff with you guys commenting and liking and thank you. Sharing. So. We got Thursday Night Football, Browns at Bengals. Wow. Well, I, wonder, I mean, before we get into the Thursday Night Games, we talk about the, the teams that are in bye? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's another six of them, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, it happens uh, three times. That's Happened three times this year. It's uh, week four it happened, week nine it happened. This is the last time it's going to happen. Um, some good teams, again, on the bye. A lot of good QBs are going to be out. Yeah. Uh, there's some injuries that happened that, that we should talk about, that, you know, who's going to come back, who's going to maybe be out. Now think about that. So here, first of all, you do not have an Andrew Luck, a Tom Brady, or a Phillip Rivers this week. Let's mention the teams. Texans are out. Colts are out. Vikings are out. Patriots are out. Chargers are out. And Redskins are out. So that's uh, there's yeah. there's a whole lot of fantasy football starters there. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, a, a whole lot of wide receivers. Um, I can't say that the, the, the running backs are well. I mean, there's a couple that you need to talk about. Obviously, well, we could start off. Well, might as well start off with an Aaron Foster. You know that was you're a foster owner. You know how how discouraging is it? And it, indications were again when it's a non-contact injury. That's like the worst thing that you ever want to see. He goes out the field and he just slams the helmet down. I thought I thought at that point in time the season was over. I thought it was by, done. By the way, he was sure. reacting. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I didn't like seeing it at all. I just kind of. You got to be holding. You got to like my fantasy season here. You know he's got most points on one of my teams. He's, he's my leading scorer over at one point in the season over a Drew Brees. What well, the interesting oh, thing sure. was, oh, yeah. he had come out earlier in the game, but I think he was holding his wrist at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean, and then he comes back in, and that's when he gets the fifty-six yard touchdown catch. Sick. Right? And then and then this happens later in the game. Uh, 
you know, now they're saying he's day to day though. You know, I, and they get the bye week now, so good time for that. But perfect. When it, when it comes to somebody like an Arian Foster, um, you, this is the, this is one of those times that you got to be wary of the coach speak, because I've heard I've heard the coaches say time and time again for weeks straight he's day to day. You know. Uh, he's uh, questionable. You know, it's it's one of those type of situations where you just don't know with him because he does take his time getting back. He's not one of those guys who rushes back and tries to get in there and helps uh, to help out his team or to help out fantasy or to help out anybody. You know, he takes his time to make sure he's healthy enough to actually really come back. I question whether he's actually going to come back after the bye week. They say he's weak, to, uh, to, uh, you know, day to day. What we'll see in a you're, few you're days. You're right because to me, it's, it's the stupid coach speak. And it's because you don't want to divulge anything to your opponent, so you don't want them to be focusing and preparing for who the running back is going to be, which could be Alfred Blue at that point in time. So I think it's one of these ones where I think Blue still has value no matter what, because now this is, again, how many nicks has he had already this season? Well, how many damn freaking touches has he had too, right? You know, I mean, that's just, it's just too many for a guy like him. And they knew it. Everybody knew it. You know, you give that guy too many touches, he's going down. That's what happened to him after those three straight years where he put up way too many touches. You know, he's he been banged up already this year, and he's been he sat out a couple games, but he's still doing it. So, and he's still doing it. When he's in there, as we said in the beginning, when he's in there, he's a top five back, no matter what, no matter what. But you get these injuries. Think of it too, though. They're only halfway through their season, so where that's going to lead, it's. I think this is where the point to bring up here is: it's your boy Blue, my boy Blue. <laughs> this is. I still think it's worth grabbing him because it's one of these ones that could have potential to pay off for you down the road. Because maybe Foster does either he takes his time coming back, so then Blue plays, or he rushes back and he gets hurt again, and then you have Blue. Um, you know, I, I think it's worth a shot, especially if you're in need for a little bit of depth at running back for a pickup. Like, well, I mean, Houston right now is four and five. So, it, I mean, if they were six and two, I would say. I don't know. It might be a different story. They might rest him a game or two, but they kind of need him to. If they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to need him a little bit. They may try and rush him back. I just don't. I don't know what's going to so happen. You just we'll made see. extra points for me for, for picking up Blue. Uh, it's true. Is, is that because of that? They if they're out of it, then they're going to lean more on the rookie, and they're not going to hurt Foster. I love the Blue call. I love the Blue call. Yeah. Hopefully, some of you guys picked and up. He, and by the way, Alfred Blue is an uh, uh, an Arian Foster clone. Yeah. And I mentioned it before the season. Yep. You look at every single bit of his game, his height, his his pedigree, everything that he's gone through, everything that he is. He is a clone of uh, of Aaron Foster. Could fit in perfectly. And he's made some great plays this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, so don't make sure you don't play in those guys in the bye week. Uh, but let's get into this Thursday night right, game. Uh, Browns at the Bengals. AJ's back. Had a TD. Um, what 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 moves forward? Obviously, also had a Jeremy. TD called called back. Did he? Yeah, he did. Okay. And it was a penalty himself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he lined up wrong or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he was lined up offside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he had the TD call back on himself, so he's probably a little pissed about that. But that doesn't happen very often. He's still a stud. Every time he's playing, he's a stud. You know, he's a stud. Uh, going up against a Cleveland team who has had some troubles out there uh, defensively this year. You gotta love him this game. I, I love I love him this game. He's gonna be in the top five uh, wide receivers, maybe uh, maybe top six or seven because there's some really good matchups for for wide receivers this week. Um, and Calvin Johnson's gonna be coming back. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so we'll see. But he's de- he's definitely a top guy. You're gonna start him as a wide receiver one this week. Absolutely. Uh, what's uh, what's the news with 
Uh, Giovanni. He's, he's out. He's out this week. And then playing. what do you think? He's coming back in two weeks. Yeah, I, you know what? I think he's he's kind of close to coming back, and I think he probably could come back if necessary. But I think they need to give him a little more rest, simply because it is a, it's a short week again. With, if a, it hit, was, with a hit pointer, and you're, and he was not able to play. You're not. You, this was too close of a game. It was too. It was too close uh, for coming off the last game. If it was 14 days rest instead of the 10 days rest, I'd say he'd be able to come back if the game was on Sunday or Monday. The but not, key, not on Thursday. The other key factor, though. Why he doesn't need to come back? Because Jeremy Hill had a hell of a game. Yeah. Jeremy Hill did have a hell and of a game. And this That's is great. a guy that I, I've been a big Hill fan. A lot of it was on one carry, though. It, a lot of it was on one carry. He had a touchdown before that, and he, was still, he, he still had But the whole the, the monstrosity of the numbers came with the one. I, I mean, yeah, he still would have had 90 yards right. or so rushing without I, I, that I, I, one. But I, still. I like it, but it, was, it, 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 it padded his stats. Nice and it play. wasn't against the greatest team either, you know, obviously. so. But at the same time, it, this is what you call a confidence builder. What's a good thing? You get to get right back on the field again. And, you know, the, the Browns, you know, how great of a defense are the Browns? You know, they're a defense that can be had. They're a defense that can be had. They've um, they've definitely had troubles this year. Uh, they line up as a much better defense than um, they've been putting together so far this year. But they've obviously, as the numbers show, they've been able to be had. So I could definitely see Hill having a good game. But I do see Dalton trying to take it to him in this game. Sanu, obviously, is a stud. The guy is not just a, a piece in the cog. He's a major piece in the cog uh, that is the Cincinnati Bengals. you got to love him running alongside of A.J. Green, especially when a lot of attention is uh, paid to Green. Sanu did it again last week, 95 yards receiving, a touchdown, a nice touchdown. The kid's good. Think about really good. Here's the thing for Sanu. He's better than Marvin Jones, I'll tell you that right now. Well, I and, really think so. And, he's, and he benefited right now from getting the, the experience of playing while A.J. Green was hurt as the number one guy. So now when he goes from having all the more of the attention paid to him and now getting back into his role playing opposite of A.J. Green, which should be a very easy role for if you're a good receiver. Yeah. So, you know, and, and he is that. And the other thing is that he also has all the different gadgets and things that you can do with him because you can use them on reverses. You can use them on little bootlegs where he can throw the ball. Lefty. So, you're throwing the right ball. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Throw the right ball. Throw the right ball. correctly. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, what, what the, the bonus with him is is that he's been playing against, with A.J. out, he was playing against number one corners. Now he's going to be playing against number two corners, which he did last week. And after you play against number one corners, playing against number two corners is a piece That's of a, cake. It's a breeze. He knows how to beat number one corners because he was doing well against them. He's going to be doing great against these number two corners. Love it. All right, let's go, go to, to the, the Browns. Yeah, let's go to the Browns right, side. What's happening in running back? Let's start there. There's something to talk about there. Let me start. Okay. The, I, I, I'm, do what I'm doing right now? Digging Dig a shallow it. grave for, for Ben Tate. <laughs> Ten carries for three yards. Shallow. That coming on the heels of him having 26 yards on 15 carries. Um, oof. So who benefits from Terrence this? West? You think, you, think, you think it's this? Well, they gave they gave it to Terrence West. Terrence West over the previous three weeks only had West. nineteen rushing attempts. They gave him the ball fifteen times last week. He had forty eight yards. He had the one catch for two yards, which was amazing because he just doesn't seem like the guy that's ever going to get a catch for the touchdown. Um, still not spectacular, but at the same time, if you can do better than what you're doing with uh, uh, Ben Tate there, you know it's going to be easy. Quite obviously, but. 
I, I, I do got to tell you, like like you said, the West didn't show to be awesome or no. anything like that. I think they're going to give them the shot again this week. I think they're going to give them more carries. Um, it was one of those things, and I, I got to tell you, this is, and I, I'll fully admit it because we are transparent here at Pyro. This was one of those things that in the last minute, literally within like the last 15 minutes before game time, there was a little birdie supposedly that spoke into some reporter's ear or some uh, you know uh, beat writer's ear that West was going to get the bulk of the carries today. Everybody thought it was going to be Tate, and it was supposed to be the Tate show. Tate, you know, had been the main ball carrier. And all of a sudden, West came out of nowhere. They're like, I had West as my third running back out of the three. Right before game time, I switched West way up my rankings because of because of the new news that came out. Sure enough, West was the guy. That might have been something that added to what what happened with my rankings. But if you watch my like I said last week, you got to watch the rankings right up until game time, yeah. right up until it because it matters a big. Huge amount, obviously. You had West in that game instead of a Tate. If you happen to have both, you had backed one up with the other. It made a huge difference in your game. You started a, a, a Tate over West, you might have lost your week. One thing I'd like you to do moving forward, and we'll, we'll figure this stuff out. We're trying to figure out how to be better on Pyro on uh, Twitter anyways. When you have those moments, it would be awesome for you to just jump on our Twitter account and say, I just moved West up fucking 16 people. You know, something like that so that we can get that last time feed. Because it is tough to go through and with that mass amount of people. Right. And maybe there's a, there's a way that we can alert them a bit better. But I completely agree with you. No, and you said a number of times, like, just look until, the, until it happens. So let's go. Uh, what else? Is, so you, you think it's going to continue to be the West show? Is Crow well, all the way back? He's, he's gonna, Wes is going to get the opportunity right now because you know they're they're still in it too, right? But at the same time, it's they're they're eventually going to go to whoever has the hot hand. Who shows that you can make plays? West is going to get the opportunity because of the way that he performed compared to the way that Tate performed. For whatever reason, they just don't seem like they want to. They trust Crowell to give him the 10 to 12, 14 carries a game. Well, here's the thing. Um, West has shown a lot better in the pass pro. He's, he's protected quarterback a lot better in the last few games than he did in the beginning of the year. And that was a big thing for them. They needed to be able to protect the quarterback. So West showing better in that, they decided to give him the ball a little bit more because he could stay in there for the passing downs or, or whatnot. And he can catch the ball a little bit, too. He can, yeah. he can catch the ball and run out of the backfield. thing is, is that Crowell had that fumble or a couple fumbles, and that was obviously a big problem with that. Keep them. your pants on over there. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland is nothing to jerk it about, boy. All right. So I, but Crowell, if you ask me, is still the most talented running running back on their team. Maybe not in pass pro, and he may have a fumbling issue. But I still think that Crowell gets a chance down the line here. If you're willing to take a chance and you have room on your bench, I still think Crowell has a chance to take over this backfield. Now, listen, all three of these backs have a chance to do something. There's another guy that has a chance to do something. His name is Val Verde. But I, I will tell you. Oh, it, it, you it is so good. good, Val. But I, I will tell you, it, it is. It's a crapshoot at this point. I think that West leads again in carries this week. It wouldn't shock me if Crowell got a few extra carries. And Tate is the one who took a little bit of a back seat. It's happening in a few of those three-men backfields uh, where you, you saw last week, obviously, Doug Martin probably could have played. They decided to just not give him anything. Um, I think he's going to be the third man out eventually now, too. We'll talk about Tampa Bay in a little bit as well. But there's... Uh, 
uh, another team too. I'll think of it in a second. But but Brian, it's Hoyer, a Brian Hoyer, I think, is an interesting guy in this aspect. I don't think he's a guy that you really want to start this week. Cincinnati's defense has really not been that good, though. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're really they were like top pick, five going into the season. But this is one of those weeks where you may have to start like a guy like Brian Hoyer, though, right? Just because of the simple fact of, of where we're at in the in the season. If you if you got screwed on on this bye week, you know. Um, but at the same time, he, he's not a guy that I I think extremely high of in this game. So, but here's where his value is. He's a sneaky guy that if you're in a deep league and you're looking for a pickup, remember Josh Gordon's coming back. That, yeah, two, that that's going to have a major effect. He'll be back week on, twelve, on right? His, on twelve. That's right. Don't pick wait. him up. Pick him up now if he's available right. in your league. And you need a, and you're in a deep league and you need a quarterback because you're not going to be able to pick him up after Gordon plays his first game and and he throws for three hundred and thirty yards. Also, look for a Gordon. Court. Maybe you're in a league that people, idiots don't don't have. Well, I, I, in CBS is eighty eight percent. So yeah. it's like yeah, Everybody. yeah. I mean, it's, it's highly doubtful that okay. Gordon's available in your league, but do it if you can. Obviously, I mean that, that's a no brainer at this point. Yep. But Hoyer's not a bad thing for you know, and especially even here's the other reason why you do it. Because even if you don't need the quarterback, but you have the roster spot, and, and if you still have, I don't know if there's still uh, trading allowed, but some leagues allow trading all the way up uh, until until the, the playoffs, then this is a guy that you would also have as trade bait. Uh, absolutely. A couple last things on the Browns. Um, Cameron doesn't look like he's going to make it back for the Thursday night game. It's going to be a Jim Dre again. Uh, which obviously is a weak play. He's not going to do a whole hell of a lot for you. Although since he is terrible against tight ends, he might be a, de- I mean, a, a desperation streamer for you. Um, the the wide receiver situation. Andrew Hawkins got a little bit injured last week. Uh, sat out for a little bit. Uh, it looks like he's going to be okay and he's going to get back in the game. It should be fine for it. Should be fine with him. Um, Taylor Gabriel. Interesting call. This kid is first of all he's he's another short stuff. That guy, he's like five foot eight, 165 pounds, but he's quick. Mm-hmm. He's he's smart out there. Uh, he got his touchdown on a, on a bit of a broken play where a, a Hoyer had to make a little bit uh, happen out there. Got a little time behind the line of scrimmage. Gabriel broke out and got the touchdown. Um, that was one of those things that I called actually in the uh, in, in my rankings. I had him up around 40, uh, which is a rarity for somebody like that. But against the team uh, that they were going against, it, it, it kind of worked out that way. That's those type of receivers do that sort of thing. I don't, even, know, I don't even. I don't even really know who this guy is. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about him actually. Just being about, honest, listeners. We, we, actually, sorry. we talked about him. I think about three or four weeks ago on the podcast. No, I remember that. Yeah, still He's, doesn't mean I know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if I was Austin, watching the guy play, I'd be like, yeah, it looks well, like uh, Austin had Taylor Swift yards. out this there. This is one of those type of games that the Cleveland receivers are actually going. To Mr. Do T's not happy with you though, D Rex. Man, you just scamming like always. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next game. And again, if there's if you guys want to follow us on this, NFL.com schedule regular season week ten. Uh, we go off of uh, off of that schedule right there, going down the line. Um, yeah. So basically, essentially, we're done with that Thursday night game. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna answer a bunch of questions. We're gonna try and keep this thing twenty three minutes. So by 50 minutes, we need to be done with questions. Sorry if your question didn't get answered. We'll do our best. We got we love you guys on Facebook, as I said earlier, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Uh, I posted last night the graphic and said, hey, we're doing, recording this podcast. What questions do you guys have? Here are the questions we got. Who's the first name and the first question uh, you want to throw out there, Houdini, and we'll answer it. And uh, 
I, I really like this. I think yeah. this is a good good way to bring our community uh, onto this podcast. Well, the first question uh, comes to us from Michael Hamilton. Uh, he wants to know what our thoughts are on the on the Lions running back situation going forward. I think that's uh, by the way Hamilton. So Hamilton's multiple Hamilton family members have been liking and in on the discussion on some of his posts. I like it. We have Latif and Hamilton must be in the same uh, league together, but keep it up, Hamilton. You're doing great stuff. You know, so basically what's going on there? Bell, Bush, and then you got Theo Riddick. So, to me, the, the guy that you have to be more worried about, I think, is Reggie Bush. Because Theo Riddick's the guy that really does the Reggie Bush role in the offense. So, and the Lions are a good team right now. So, whoever's going to be giving them the explosion-type plays, the problem is when Bush is healthy, they're, they're, they're playing Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as long as Bell stays healthy, he's, he's going to be playing. But at the same time... The value that he had last season, he's not seeing this year in the offense. And he was like a fourth rounder, a uh, fifth rounder. I mean, he's he's a clear of, overdraft, terrible pick. Yeah. Which well, I mean, you know what? I, he was also banged up a little bit. I think the bye week probably helped him a little, a, a little bit. I think it's going to matter on matchups going forward. A bye week always helps Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's sometimes always, they need him once every every four weeks. Yeah, sometimes you just got to go back. <laughs> What's <laughs> every four weeks? Yeah, yeah, the, the, you got bush needs a bye week. You got to take a little break from the bush. And so, you know, anyway, I think that it's going to be match guys. Your wives are doing this as well. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be matchup based for a while here. And um, listen, Joy Bell hasn't been all that either. Even when he's gotten the bulk of whatever he's mm-hmm. you know had to do, he hasn't really shown all that well, to be quite honest. So I think they're going to have to mix and match a little bit and see what happens here. The best of the three, when he's been in there and actually gotten some time, is Theo Riddick. Yeah. So I can see a three-headed monster coming in here a little bit. This week, uh, first of all, I, I mean, this week they're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't give up much, especially to power backs, guys trying to run it through the middle and stuff like that. I don't see Bell doing all that much. I could see Bush getting some play, and it wouldn't shock me if Reddick got in there and got a little bit of play. And that's, but that's what's the interesting thing, because the problem is, if you're a Bush owner, Riddick getting play is taking into, into his space. So, because sure. you're not going to ever see a formation where you're going to have Bush and Riddick on the field at the same time. At least I'm not expecting to see that formation. I wouldn't expect to see that. Every time you guys say Riddick, I'm expecting to see Vin Diesel in a football (laughs) field with uh, with like red eyes running with the ball, getting handoffs from Stafford. I'm expecting to see him going at Fast and Furious 115 or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. 127. Jeez. We've got got Paul Walker is now. So I I think what we're basically saying is we... We think Bell is what he is. He's a guy that's not going to get you any 100-yard games. He's going to get you that middling type of situation. And, unfortunately, it's, it's almost a situation to be avoided uh, in, in a lot of – in most situations. I would trade out of it if I could. And wouldn't you be honest, and I don't want to go too, too deep in this, but when you say overall, especially because Calvin's been out and hurt – this has been a team to avoid almost totally, except, except for, for Golden Tate. Tate. The Golden, really, the Golden but Goose. He's really only had two or three great games. And he's had his great games when Calvin's been out. Yeah. So, man, I like him. He's obviously, if you played Golden Tate three weeks ago through last week, great, great times. But the team, from a fantasy, you said earlier, they're a good team. They're like one of those good NFL teams that right now they're not a good fantasy team because they're a good NFL team. Spreading the ball around, a lot of depth, a lot of players. They're where it used smart. to be four or five years ago, it used to be like they should have been a good team, but they're not. They're a great fantasy team because they were just 
Even trying less to get the ball. Even less because yeah. you're playing undisciplined. Here's why. Because in Jim Schwartz's offense, they would end up getting false starts. They would get holding penalties. Uh, All of a sudden, you'd be at first and 25. So now, instead of a situation where they can kind of play ball control and just go to the short type offense, they were forced to start throwing the ball to make all these long completions. All their third downs were like third and sevens, thirds and eights. So they never had the easy opportunities. It was great for fantasy. That's why Stafford was was chucking up their staff, you know, in the second half staff because they were playing from behind. Well, another thing that that was helping Golden Tate out was all of their tight ends were out. You know, the, 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 I mean, there wasn't even the check. They do have out. a lot of tight ends there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, all three of them were Foria and Ebron and But I mean, listen, there's one team that has one loss in the entire NFL. That's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and Detroit is six and two. They're a good. They're obviously a good team. You know, so I mean that that, uh, that let's, makes go to the, let's go to the next question yeah. because we're, 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 we're long-winded. We'll we talk about this thing. Well, the good thing is we're we long-winded, but so are our fans. So. Well, hey, listen. Just to sum up that last bit there uh, with Detroit, if you're asking about the running backs, always check out our rankings because it is going to be a mix and match type thing. I do believe this week that Bush actually does better than any of the other running backs. So I'll right. tell you that right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to sum this up for you. We can't be summing up any more of these questions going forward because here's like like we there's, like to do. I'm going to nail you with just just one person's question. Okay, right? ready? Do it. All right, here we go. This is from Tom Wattis. Will Ingram keep up the pace with the other two running backs when they're back from injury? Is Denard Robinson legit? Ellington's playoff schedule looks tough. Is it worth uh, trading him? Uh, start Harvey this week, and is Michael Floyd completely useless? Let's go to reverse. Is Michael <laughs> Floyd useless? No, he's not useless. Uh, is he a scary player, though, every week? He, he, he is. Yeah, he's, obviously, a, he's obviously a scary player every Can week. I tell, but I'm, I'm an owner. Is, he's an absolutely horrendously scary player every week, and I'm screwed in, in one league with an extra flex with a, uh, and a wide receiver. I've been starting him and goddamn John Brown. <laughs> I, love, I love Stavish, by the way. I watch him ball. He calls uh, John Brown and says, Get him, Sheriff! Get him, Sheriff! Sheriff Brown. Sheriff Brown. 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 It's a great name. So we got the Duke and the Sheriff <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> Good name. I was, I, was like, I was like, Sheriff, who's that? I was like, awesome. They're like, baddest man in the whole damn town. No, no, that's bad, bad Leroy Brown. Oh, that's sorry. bad Leroy Brown. You, know, you, gotta, go, you gotta go reggae. You're right. What is it? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, who I shot the Sheriff? Yeah, John Brown. All right. Can we merge those two and do a, uh, you know, the, the new thing with the, like, hip the kids sheriff, are doing? You do merges. Sheriff Brown. You do all sorts <laughs> of, like, different merges of songs. Uh, I'll let's, red, so I don't let's merge those two. All right. All right, next question. Start Harvin this week. Uh, I'm also, we know the 11 catches. Owner, 13 oh. targets. The fact is that he's also getting utilized all over the field. They, are, they understand that they're going to have the, a good talent. They're giving him the ball. I finally... Now feel confident starting him in all my leagues again. I, I absolutely do as well. I think with Michael Vick as his quarterback, that helps quite a bit. I think Vick. Um, what about has Sims? A what about that guy trust. Sims? That guy that came in for him. Vick has always been the type of guy who likes to get it to dynamic no, no, players. No, no, no. Like yeah, him. true. Vick got came out of that game. What about that other guy, Sims or whatever? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean. What else is Sims? They, they don't have so much in that wide receiving court as is. Right. I think it was a great call to just get it, you know, start passing it to Harvin. You know, I mean, I'll say one thing. Decker? When that trade happened on Twitter, I was like, I think this is a better thing for Percy Harvin looking at what he had done on the Seahawks. And people were jumping on my throat, down my throat, being like, oh, you think it's going to be better with Geno Smith and on a team? And I'm like, yeah, 
If you're gonna really, it's... they need this guy. He obviously is not needed. I don't want to see, you know, and I, I don't want to see five plays of him getting the ball on the line and getting five catches for nine yards. He was the exact wrong guy to get for Seattle, and I'm glad they admitted it quickly. And that was very smart of them to admit it quickly, get at least something back for him before he kept falling and falling, falling out of favor. Uh, it was a great move by Seattle to trade him. Yes, I do believe that Harmon is well worth and playing every single week they're from here. They're finally throwing the ball to him downfield, you know. And I always interrupt, and Mr. T just doesn't like it. First thing you do, you gotta promise me, shut up. All right, <laughs> promise you, promise, promise, promise. All right, let me get to the right, next part of the question. Yeah, Ellington's right. playoff schedule looks tough. So when you're looking at Arizona's playoff schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, is it worth trying to trade him? You know, here's the other thing too about Andre Ellington. He's now three games in a row, has had over 20 carries, still looking for his first 100-yard game, but he's starting to show that he can shoulder a big load. Uh, and If you're not loving what you're seeing with that guy in your lineup, and, and literally from a week-to-week progression point, yes. like literally every week, now you got Carson Palmer back and you said how he spreads the ball around, just what that does to the defense, I mean... I'm just lo- I'm loving Ellington. Well, here's the other thing too. Remember, he had the one game early in the year where he had the two touchdowns, but he had a, a rushing touchdown uh, two weeks ago, and he had a receiving touchdown this last week. So, what, and, and his playoff schedule is dog. Well, I, I will tell time. you, it's not just a playoff schedule. He's got a tough schedule the rest of the season. The one reprieve is at Atlanta in Week 13, but that's not the playoffs. But I mean, the rest of the season this week versus St. Louis. Not an incredibly easy game. It'd be it, listen. This is going to be a good telltale how he does against St. Louis because his first week, or I don't know, it depends on what weeks you do the playoffs. Week fifteen, he also plays St. Louis. What about week Valverde? Well, he'll be doing beer bongs on the side nights. The tank. All right. So I mean, he's got Detroit next week after St. Louis. Then he's got Seattle. Then I like I said, Atlanta. Uh, week 14, that might be part of your, your uh, playoffs, playoffs yeah. that's possible. That's versus Kansas City, so it's in Arizona. Um, Kansas City hasn't given up a rushing touchdown yet this year, strangely. Wow. Yet, they still give up almost five yards of carry. Crazy. Very crazy. Who are they playing week 15? Uh, week 15 at St. Louis. That's what I'm saying. Okay, this yeah, is a good indication. You're a Twitter beast. Versus Seattle in week 16. Tough one. Oh, that's tough. That's yeah, all, very so tough, but can be done. And, and Seattle has not been. They, they're they're kind of showing the effect of that team that had all the extra play, had all the love, got a little bit big on themselves, yep. and, and they've been getting tested and pushed around a little bit. Uh, they this have year, been so. absolutely. So you know, and especially if Arizona is the team that they are, this is a division rival, and they and they're the team that was the last team uh, before whoever beat them. Dallas, I think, was the last team to beat. Uh, Seattle, Seattle in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and if you happen to play Week 17, it doesn't get a whole hell of a lot easier. You're at San Francisco. So, I'll tell you this right now. If you are an Ellington owner, do not sell him short. I wouldn't have a problem with you selling him. If yeah. you want to trade him right now, you better be getting back at least Ellington quality, if, if not better. Better, right. Okay, because the sell, guy has sell, been sell, a sell. workhorse. Is Eddie Lacy better or worse than Ellington? healthy. You better be looking at those playoff schedules. Lacey, I don't know. I, I'm not looking at his schedule. But I'll check that out in a second. That's not a bad call, but he might have an easier playoff schedule. But I, I mean, or depending at, on what your, if your needs are, you need to get a competent running back and up. another starter at another position. Maybe you can get a two-for-one deal, you know, whatever it is. 
So let's it's let's, not let's, a, it's like, not a bad call. Like let's, let's get to the next, let's get to the next part of the question. Is Denard Robinson legit now? I will tell you. I don't know if, if you guys were watching that game. Uh, he went down early and looked like he was going to be out of the game. And I'm going, oh, I just picked him up in my league where I only had 12 pickups on the entire season. And I got Robinson. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. No, and then he comes back in, and he is showing your word, Moxie, with the way that he has just been able to have the amount of carries that he's had and running inside with the football. This is a guy who was a quarterback, you yeah. know, a running quarterback, albeit, but still a quarterback in, in college. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, uh, no one else was getting it done in the, run, in, the, in the running from that team over the last, how many, since Fred Taylor. Yeah. This yep. guy's now fantasy relevant. The answer is yes. 300-yard games in a row. Yeah, yeah. And nobody the else is yes. going to get it. He has no threat to him at this right. point. He's proved himself on that team, at least. Is he an elite quarterback, uh, running back in the league? No, by no means. And he wouldn't be on another team. But he is on this team, that's for sure. And Jacksonville is going to use him the best they can. They have a rookie quarterback. You have to remember that. So they're going to be using that oh, running yeah. back, and he's a guy to be able to use the rest of the year. And Not, you got one more out of this? The last one out of this one for Wattis. Uh, will Ingram keep up this pace when the other two running backs are back from injuries? Well, you, you go first. I mean, I, to be honest, who knows? I, obviously, something gets I eaten. Feel, I feel he does. No, no, I think he gets eaten into a little bit of Pierre's back and Kerry. You know, there's gonna. But he's looking so good that Peyton's smart enough to say, "Oh, okay, this is your team. We we are gonna ride this thing with you." And they need some help. They they they, they still have some hope, and they can make something this season. I think no question. Ingram is the guy that I'm trying to target in trades. I love what I see on the on watching the games more than I've ever loved anything about this guy over the last five years. And he's a Heisman Trophy winner. And we watch. I mean, I don't watch enough college football. When he was on uh, Alabama, I watched a ton of him play, and I was like, "Yeah, this guy's not that good in the pros right now." He is. Well, you, I think it's going to be fine because again, he's he's something's turned in the head, right? He just right. He got. He was a guy that was so high on himself again because he was highly drafted and all these other things. Got humble. The game could humble you, and now he's getting his second chances. He got last breath of air coming back in, and now he's turning on with these couple hundred yard games. He had one in his first forty. Here's another reason to love what he's going to do, and they're going to continue to to use him because they they've been inconsistent with their offense. And they need to have a, a power running game. And, and it's going to be impressive for you when you come down the stretch for your fantasy playoffs, too, right? Here's how his fantasy playoffs go. You want this. Carolina, who can't stop anybody on the ground right now. That's week 14. Oh, then he gets to go and has a road game. Oh, but it's at the Chicago Bears. Fantastic. He should be able to run all over the goddamn Bears. Oh, and then the kicker. In the, the next end. week is the Atlanta Falcons. The worst running defense uh, against the, in now, the league. And if you're, God, God forbid, you go to the week 17, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. It's insane. Oh my God. Listen, I, I will say this. I will say this. I Looking at his guy. playoff schedule, it's insane. He doesn't have a very good next uh, four weeks, I'll tell you that. San Fran, since he ain't too bad, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I'm not, I'm not a fan of those next four weeks. But here's, and I, if I didn't see that playoff schedule, I'd be saying this. Sal, Sal. I don't like him. Right. I'll tell you that. Um, Pierre Thomas coming back and Ker- and Kerry Robinson coming back, I think, does eat into him a little bit. Sure. One of the biggest problems in his career has been injuries. And I think when he's free of injuries, he does look great. And he has looked great. 
but he's, he keeps getting a little bit dinged up, and you can see it. And that's what the Saints are wary of. They don't want to overuse him. They did overuse him while he was... Uh, they, well, they, they didn't, didn't get there. They didn't the get there. They're not having a good season. This is well, the but, they, but they're the still in first place years. because they're in the worst division yeah, in football. Uh, but the, the other thing is this. <laughs> it's hard to turn him down, right? Because he is who he is. He's wired. He's like Chris Ivory. You can't tell Ivory not to run like a, a man possessed. There's one last thing I do want to say on this situation. There might be something coming down from the top. He's in a contract year. He has, uh, they don't know if they, they, they probably aren't going to bring him back. But the more they use him, the more his value goes up. The more he, he's, he's going to cost them if they want to bring him back. If they want to bring him back, I don't think that's the way a team thinks at this I point. I think I think a lot of teams they think want that the way contract. More the contract's going to be good. The coach is playing him; he wants the wins. Yeah, the coach is playing him, so he plays. But here's one thing: I want to make sure when we're ta- answering these questions, like Ingram, we just covered. Let's we can't cover Ingram for 20 minutes when we're on the Saints in the four games. So let's go to the next guy. Wadas, good questions. All right, nice work. That's a pretty sweet name, Wadas. Yeah. And to, to sum up that last one real quick, I am going to sum up that last one. No, no not very no. good for the not very good for the next no, four no, weeks. You already did. No. You already summed it up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go not ahead. very good for the next four weeks. Awesome for the fantasy playoffs, and he should be fine for you if you want to hold on to him. Our listeners are smart him. enough to read between the lines on what you say. I like all it. Right, to right. sum it up. <laughs> what, what's our next? What's our next? You got to get used to it, boo, because you're going to be spending a lot of time in hospitals in your future. <laughs> Fuck. Well, if you ask six my, questions, I just sit my pants. <laughs> uh, I just want to stay alive. You better keep your mouth shut. I'll nail it shit. <laughs> Mr. T's getting angry right now. Oh, my God. No, let's go on. Go on. Go on to the next, next question. question. So, this next question comes from uh, Daniel Hargis. He's got DeMarco Murray as his running back, but he struggled at wide receiver. He got Odell Beckham Jr., and he's wondering if it's worth it for him to trade Murray for a running back wide receiver combo. Get a two for one, and get see if he's got someone that might give him Marshawn Lynch and AJ Green. Uh, do you think you would do that deal? Is this question? Uh, that's that's a, that's a tough one. Um, if I was a Murray owner, I I would. Jeez, uh, that that's a tough one. Lynch has obviously slowed down this year. I mean, he got a couple touchdowns last week against a team like Oakland, though. But he's definitely slowed down, and you can see that plain and simple. Uh, this, it, he was. This was my call. All no, of course, yeah. No, 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 I give. I give full credit. He, he was, gets full credit. He's, on had, the call. he's had the touchdown production early in those first three games of the season. He had six touchdowns in the first three games. Uh, seven through the first four. Okay, then he, he kind of got quiet. He didn't have any touchdowns again until this week. But he had 110 yards rushing in the first game. He has only had more than 20 carries on, on, in a game three times this season. Uh, that was like the mainstay of him getting all the carries before. He's not only had that first game of the season, that's his only 100-yard rushing game of the year. So here's a guy that just is really slowed down and just doesn't have... The the the, uh, the juice to his game he doesn't have the animosity that he had before. And Seattle, to their credit, is uh, making it easy on him. They're they're taking it easy on him because they want him a little bit fresh from those playoffs. Right, but at you the know, same they're, time, they're getting to the point where it's not even a guarantee that they're going to make the playoffs because they're already two games back in their division, chasing uh, Arizona. 
So, you know, now there's going to come a situation where you might have to lean on him. But the game, same thing is, he's just not been as effective. As far as, you know, him, him breaking those long runs, you know, uh, he only has had a 32-yard run. is the longest run he's had on the season. So, yeah. Marshall Lynch is a guy that, you know, I like A.J. Green, you know, but I, I think you're definitely taking a, a step down from De, with DeMarco Murray, uh, losing him there for Lynch. Uh, but at the same time, you know, to, to move this one, uh, I, I think I worry about when Romo goes out again because if he comes back, he's going to get hit again, and, and it's not. He's not going to play this week. I think he will play this week. To be quite honest, um, this guy's got like broken bones in his back. Yeah, but uh, like they said, yeah, but bones like are yeah, good. bones, bones are bones. And that Baylor uh, quarterback or whoever it was, uh, Baylor or Oregon or no, Baylor, I think it was. Uh, had the same thing, and he came back within like a week and a half. It was the exact same thing. He's like, the guy will be fine. Don't worry about it. And Romo, obviously, he's like, if you want a back injury, that's the one you want because you, you're able to come back. It heals real quickly and real easily. <laughs> but crazy. the fact that matters is that Romo's had a lot of back injuries. He's had back surgeries. I think it would be a bad call to play him, especially against Jacksonville overseas. But why would they send him? Overseas, if he wasn't going to play, he was practicing, taking snaps today. Practicing, yeah, exactly. what else was? Jerry is, uh, Val, Val Verde taking snaps. Um, but, but, but the simple fact is, though, I think I think we're all kind of looking at that trade and going, I don't know, you know, because Lynch is just it's, it's, I, he's not the Lynch of old. Yeah, yeah, and listen, all three of them are injury risk. If you if you ask me, uh, Green obviously has been an injury risk. When he's in there, he's been a stud and he will be a stud. Um, I predicted in the beginning of the year the Green wouldn't have as good of a year. Different system, whole different system, a lot of running going on. And there's going to continue to be a lot of running going on, especially when Bernard comes back. Uh, Green's numbers have been down. You t- I said in the beginning of the year, you take away one catch per game and 10 yards per game, and he's way out of the top 10. He moves down to the top 20. So, listen. Valverde would tell you <laughs> that after it hits your lips and feels so good, you might not want to make this trade. Murray is kicking ass for you. You might not want to take the biggest stud in the entire league right now out of your lineup for a couple of potential mistakes. Okay, got another question. This one comes from Chris Resendez. And Chris wants to know. Uh, and, and we almost butt fumbled that Valverde. Yeah, we oh, almost sorry. did. Resendez. You got it. Resendez. You, you so we actually did butt fumble earlier. Yeah, well, there was a little issue. We butt fumbled but, that. I would say that we, you call it we. Well, fine. I need fumbled yeah, it. Yeah, Resendez, yeah, you no jinxed me. It's... You jinxed me on that one. I'm going to be honest. Something happened to our audio. I went over to get it, and I I, I butt fumbled a nice, literally nice. an amazing, unsessionable. Revolution, ten, 10% brew. A beer Is that what it was? That, it wasn't, that wasn't a Magners? No. no. Oh, it was right. T-Rex goes to oh. me before the, he sees the beer that I bring over. He goes, oh, an anchor. He goes, I'll trade you for one of these. And he goes, nah, I only got I'll two let, left. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll get you a six-pack six six next, next week. Yeah. <laughs> oops. oops. I still owe you, I still owe you, it's a, it's a $16 uh, six-pack. I think I owe you about a thirteen dollar one beer. It's like uh, one <laughs> time in the history like, of the world. The eleven, com- uh, uh, fifteen. Com- <laughs> I mean, the ten, 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 commandments. ten commandments. Resendez, <laughs> you jinxed me, you bastard. And here's what he wants to talk Let's about. Let's hear about it. A dirty Sanchez. Oh yes, he does. So, so is a dirty. What's he got? Is Sanchez worth it? 
He's got Russell Wilson as his current quarterback. I'm going to go first. I'm going to make it simple. I think absolutely. I think that, to be honest, it's a kind of upside that you have to take. Foles had a terrible deep ball. Foles did not look that great. Foles is out for at least until week 16, week 17, when the season's essentially over. I think Sanchez is a guy I've seen do it. He's won big games. I think Sanchez is going to prosper in this situation. I think he is a great quarterback pickup. I'm telling people to do that. Everybody that had a Foles go down is like, should I trade Calvin and this for the for Stafford? And people are like hitting the Grab fucking Sanchez. I like what he's going to do. They didn't like Foles going into this week anyway. They were thinking about making a change regardless. So, I mean... It, it might have been Sanchez regardless of the situation with Foles. Now that Foles is automatically out for at least the next four to six weeks. Easy If decision. not the whole rest of the season, which is probably going to be the rest it's of the season. It's the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, you crack your, your your collarbone. The guy had it. It wasn't just the long ball. He was terrible at the short pass. I mean, he, he was throwing bubble screens that were, like, like you were saying, uh, last week, I think. You were saying he was throwing bubble screens that were... Uh, a yard behind and, a, and two yards over the guy's heads. The guy, Nick Foles was never Didn't one that, that good great. to begin with. Didn't look great. You know, it, it's the system that matters, and that's what makes Mark Sanchez worth it. Here's what I say. I say Sanchez is also worth it. You look at, look at his performance as he came in off the bench. Completed 15 to 22 passes. Uh, he was for 202 yards. He throws for two touchdowns. Does throw for two interceptions. And this is the thing. I don't care what kind of quarterback, how many wins he's going to lead the Philadelphia Eagles to. I'm concerned about what's he going to do as far as an offensive perspective from a fantasy perspective. And what I saw there is, again, he did connect with Jeremy Macklin. I think that was his first or second play in the game. And that was right away a 54-yarder to Macklin. Right. So that's never been the the, the problem. You know that you're going to get some turnovers. You know you're going to get some, some stupid play. But, you know... Uh, the fact is, it is Chip Kelly's offense. It is designed to, to do well in that regard. So, um, I, the thing where I, I think that he'll have more success, I, I do think the one person I think t- still takes a hit in this offense is the forgotten man, is Darren Sproles. Um, I think I think LaShawn McCoy becomes even more pronounced in this Agreed. offense now that Mark Sanchez is, is, is behind center. And as much as you want to get gadgety with Darren Sproles, I don't see um, uh, him, Mark Sanchez, being able to capitalize on that because he's never been the type of quarterback that's ever had a running back like that. Uh, you know that he's just going to be flinging out these like crazy little swing passes and things that uh, that Sproles does. And even with Foles in the game. Uh, Sproles never was targeted. He was averaging over his last three games six targets a game, touches. Sproles, I mean, from the first two games to the last, I mean, obviously he was banged up for a while, but it, I, I don't, I don't feel like you could be putting Sproles in your lineup and feeling good about it. But back to we'll, we'll, we'll cover all that stuff. I think we all agree. Sanchez, I mean, don't you think Sanchez is better than trading the farm to get some mediocre uh, guy? There's nobody else out there that you could grab that would be better than a Sanchez at this point. I will tell you this. He will turn the ball over. He'll turn the ball over a bunch. And, of course, he would be better in uh, leagues that reward quarterbacks six points for touchdowns and no negative points for interceptions, of course. But even if it's a four point for touchdown and negative two for interceptions, he'll still be worth it. He'll still be exactly what Foles has been, if not better, which isn't terrible. He's definitely worth your shot. And because of our explosion factor kind of mentality, and that's something we love, 
Don't you think he's the kind of guy that in these next five games where you're trying to vie for a playoff spot, don't you think he's a guy that might be able to throw a 400-yard uh, game up with like three or four touchdowns well, in that game? He's got that, he's got that explosion factor that is, is worth its weight in gold. It's not just the explosion factor. Mark Sanchez has been, the second he came in the league with his, with his the, the hair and the hype and all that sort of stuff, he's been a kicking boy. He's been somebody that people want to see fail. Yep. So they've always ragged on him, and they've always kicked him when he is down. Every single bad thing he's done has been amplified. But the big and great things that he did do for the Jets, which yeah. he actually did do a lot more absolutely great things for the Jets than people actually give, give him credit for, he's a lot better quarterback than people give him credit for. And when he's coming into a whole new situation in an offense like this, was- it could be... Awesome. What was awesome. the offense he ran? It was, and he hasn't and he hasn't been held up on the pedestal or scrutinized the last two years. Well, he hasn't he's been held up on a pedestal. He's, he's been he's, held up by a bandana. This is true. Or a headband. A headband. A headband. I don't know. They're all they're all good. I don't have much hair, so I don't really know these terminology. It's definitely not a mandana. It's not my it's not my vernacular. When you the only vernacular I know, and I search it on the web all the time, is Bosley. Do I need hair transplants? <laughs> should I go? Should I go the way of that soccer? Who's the soccer player that got him? Uh, uh, what's his name? Ooh. The what? Rooney. Should I get? Should I get the? Should I get the Rooney hair plugs? The answer is no, people. I like bald is beautiful. Go to the next question. All right. So next question comes to us from Eric Solario. Uh, wants to know what are our thoughts on Stafford and Marshall? Is these two guys that you know who have? That he can count on. Well, read the rest of his question. Yeah, are they going to turn around to help him bring him a championship, or should he sell and trade him now? What do you think? I mean, this is one of those things. I look at what's uh, Bears. Bears scare me. Bears scare the hell out of me. And the reason why Sanchez scares me, or not uh, Stafford scares me, with that team is because they're good, and they're actually they got a team that they got a they got a coach right now that's not going to. Let him I'm, just become I'm not a as winger worried about Stafford. I'm not as worried about Stafford because the simple fact is Calvin Johnson's coming back. And now that we know what Golden Tate can do, now you have, you have fear struck into all the defenses that you're going to face. And you never had to worry uh, about the cannon arm that is Matthew Stafford. So he's going to be having no problem. I think he'll, think he'll excel just fine. Marshall's the question mark to me because the fact is the targets aren't there. All the targets that he had last year and the year before and the year before that have basically dropped by about 40%. So if you're not getting the looks, the, you know, Bears are still running the same offense, but they're not being unique enough in how they're running the offense. Him and Collar aren't, aren't, as, aren't as close. You know, B, B, I'm trying to get the ball to B. They're not buddy, They're not quite as close-knit as before. Preseason, two they both got the their season money. started, B was talking about Cutler was going to be the MVP. Right. Three weeks ago, he's like, do your fucking job. You're terrible. What are you, fuck are you doing? It's, 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 you know what I mean? Hey, you know yeah. what? I think it was the right time to do that, though, and say something. That might kick him into gear. might kick the whole team into gear. You're going to have to watch and see what happens this week. Keep your man on your job. Before you make that determination. Um, I'll tell you right now, Stafford has a real nice schedule coming up for the whole rest of the season, actually. Um, and Marshall has a pretty decent schedule coming up for, uh, for a receiver. Uh, do I think you can ride him into the playoffs? It's going to be iffy, but I, I think they're worth riding. I think that what you're going to get for him now isn't as much as you want. If you can get proper value for him, sure, I would maybe trade them if you if you could get proper value for him. But otherwise, I don't think you'll have that much of a problem riding. Well, you know, my my whole thing is with 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 Marshall is 
And if you're at a trade deadline, I don't know what people's trade deadlines are, but they're usually coming up within the next two weeks. So. You know, ours has already passed. I was trying to make trades this. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Done. What? Week nine. I can't, you can't make a trade in the A's. I was talking to Moran yesterday. I was talking to two people. And then I looked at the rules there. I can't even trade if I wanted to. Right. Done. Fuck. I needed to trade this week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, and most, most Send of the, an email. This is, this is the week yeah. for most people to make Absolutely. that decision. So this is where I'm almost saying that, unfortunately, Marshall just hasn't put up a game. It, 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 you put the trade bait out there. You see what you get. If you get a good offer, you take it. If, if it's if it's not, then you're gonna stick it. And you're gonna ride it up. I'd say you see what you can get. His energy's been terrible. His drops have been high as usual. His big plays have been very small, and it's it's just been so much different than every other season since Marshall's gotten to the Bears. Since he's gotten to the Bears, he's been ridiculous. He's looking more like when he played on the Dolphins. The buy came at the right time for both of those guys. Hey, listen, he's getting uh, Stafford's getting Calvin Johnson back, and Marshall had a bye to get everything straight with that bear stand because it's got to happen. Next question. All right, here's, uh, here's another one, a classic uh, pyromaniac-style question. It's coming to us from Joshua Bradley. All right, ready? I'm going to go rapid fire. We gotta, rapid fire. We, we got to go talk, rapid fire. We can't, we can't, we can't go discussion. Right. All right. Any but reason to be nervous? We're also going to cut short. Just so you know, listeners, we're going to cut short our matchup side of this thing. And we're not always going to do this. We're not going to really go so deep into the questions on a regular basis. But we really felt like we needed it this week. So we're going to go shorter on the matchups. And you're just going to have to look and deal with Dogmatica's terrible uh, player rankings, right. yeah, the, ones that are, the, one, the ones that just never <laughs> yield any success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any reason to be nervous about Chris Ivory? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I don't like that uh, Chris Johnson got more carries than him last week and did well. Um, and the Jets wanted to change things up. They're trying to make it a faster team. Which they did. They added Harvin. They have Vic at the QB, and now they added Chris Johnson run that ball around. It's going to be a whole different offense. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about Chris Ivory. I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll handle this next question. Is Ruben Randall just unable to convert all those targets into points? Yes. Uh, is it more Eli's fault than his? No. Uh, the simple fact is, you saw what happened when Odell Beckham Jr. was getting the targets, and he was in the right spot. He was making all the right cuts. He was selling himself out to make all the catches. There was at one point in time where he was getting, I think it was about seven in a row, and it was just at the end. They gave Ruben Randall the one that he got down toward the goal line, and they gave him his one shot on the fade to the end zone. He couldn't get it done. Then they put Larry Donnell out there, and he gets it done. Yeah, so but you have to understand who he was playing against. All right, he was playing against Davis. one of the top cornerbacks, if not the top corner in the entire game. Randall will do it against lesser corners. He will not do it against the great corners. So, but here's the, here's the but here's the problem: is if you're asking, is Randall going to be able to convert the, all those targets into points? No, no, not yet. Agreed. The answer may be, but you, you're going to have to if you can stash him on your bench until the fantasy playoffs, because by that point in time, it'll be clear and determined that the number one target on this team is Odell Beckham Jr. Oh God! And and then he'll get all the, the number one coverage rolled his way, and then only then. Will, will you be able to Did get the, uh, see the, the, uh, the video? Morgan, I was waiting to okay. talk about it until the Giants came. Okay, we'll talk enough. about we'll that talk later, about that. but fair that enough. was sick. God damn. Yeah, we'll talk about that with you. With my beats. I, yeah. I literally, my jaw dropped. I was speechless for the next 20 minutes. I couldn't believe I rewound it, rewound it, it was rewound it, rewound it. I couldn't stop watching it. Reminiscent to me of the Julio Jones, what we saw uh, exactly. when he was like at the, at the yeah. back of the end. I, I, well, I'll talk about one thing about this, and it's uh, that I tweeted back 
when he wasn't ready to go. It was probably about six weeks ago. He wasn't coming back. So this guy's the biggest boss. I can't believe they took him over. Brandon Cooks, blah, blah. Still don't feel that that's wrong. I love what he's catching. Today, after I did, wow, holy crap, check out these catches he was making on Twitter. Someone else responded to me, that old tweet from literally like four months ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> nice! I was like, dude, how do you... Hey, how do you that, that guy. If you're on Twitter this much, that means you've had like 70,000 tweets you've digested and you're able to pull that one hey. back. I was impressed. If I remember that one, I would have pulled it on my ass was, on YouTube. I was impressed. Dude. When I saw it, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> he's right. That guy looks pretty good. I... I, I, I I go with the heart. Sometimes the heart steers you wrong. Next right. question. Next part of the question. I now he now has good situation. Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. Try to trade one of them. No question. Why wouldn't you? Well, what do you want to do? I've got. I've got Roethlisberger last week in the league. I've got Ch- uh, Breeze. Both of them are. On, uh, they were until I found out that I can't trade anymore. They were <laughs> both. They were both on the table. I'm trying to make deals for them. No question. What's the point of having both those guys? Roethlisberger. In our main league, I mean, 141 points in two games. I just wrote this. Oh, okay. He had more than that. I don't know. What's uh, 57 and 79? Quick math. Uh, 140 something. and 70, uh, 136. No, no. 57 and... and I trust Dog Manica. 80 and 79? 57 and 79. 136. Yeah, 136. Yeah, 141. It's insane. So where are you Oh. Roethlisberger in the last two weeks, 12 touchdowns, has more touchdowns on the year than Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, and there was one other one, another big one. Uh, shoot, I, I can't remember who it was. but Could it, could um, it be Ryan? No, it wasn't, it wasn't could Ryan. Could be, because he's had like a lot of twos and ones uh, across his board. But anyway, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean that's ridiculous. Next, next right. question. Uh, have we? Is, is it time to give up on Steve Smith? Russell Wilson, Carson Palmer, uh, Cam Newton, and uh, Matthew Stafford. Wow. As far as Steve Smith, I don't know if it's time to give up on him, but it's time to not be so bloated and thinking that he was going to give you what he was giving you early in the yeah. season. This is the history of Steve Smith. Every time that he's ever had a great year, it's always been in the first half of the season that he's done all of his damage. Yeah. And he comes back and he'll have one or maybe one and a half games that he, that he goes off in the second half of the season. Enjoy what you had. I think we actually yeah. said that yeah. about Enjoy what you had. This, he, gave, he gave you, if you were playing him, he gave you plenty of points. This is, he, this is not going to continue. I can't tell you how many uh, ex, quote experts I heard out there. Yeah. You can ride Steve Smith for the rest of the year, and I kept cringing every time they said it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The guy's 35, 30 something, 35 at least years old. I don't know. Baltimore offense that's a run based offense, basically. Come on. Not a chance. My goodness. Let's go uh, to the next last, last one. Last yeah, question. Last question. From an old timer, Costas Costales, our boy. Nice. Ball, KK. Monte Ball. Hillman going forward. It's Hellman. Next year's draft kit, O-line ranks, offense, defense, coordinator. He's been wanting those. On how they run schemes. He he been, he's been wanting those, and we were gonna, we, were, we were actually working on the pieces. I told you in a direct message back in August. It just and didn't here. <laughs> we were trying to do them, but they weren't great, so we didn't do it. But definitely in this year's uh, draft kit and our preseason preparation, offensive lines will spiked. be back 
We'll be back to the to, to the to a big component. We used to have that with Mike Spike Jones. We'll get it back in the mix. All good. Um, yeah, I mean, but to, to, to go back to the original question yeah. that what he was Monty saying. Monty Ball and Ronnie Hillman. Yeah. Right. Monty Ball and Ronnie Hillman. Um, Hillman has, Hillman's speed makes all the difference in, in that offense. It, 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 it makes all the difference as a running back. Yeah, well, it, it does in, in certain situations. I, I can't say that that's, uh, there's a lot of offenses that I've seen where you got to be a bigger back to make a big difference. No, um, no, but I'm just talking about initial speed. From getting the handoff to your first five yards. Yeah. Monty a, Ball does not have any of that speed. He doesn't get through any of the holes. I, exactly. Well, does. but here's the thing is that um, deception is a lot of what Peyton Manning depends on. He, you don't know exactly what he's going to do. Right. The guy at uh, helmet can be lined up right next to him or Ball can be lined up right next to him. You still don't know if he's going to pass or if he's going to run. If, he's, if he does hand it off to somebody... It's because he sees that they're playing the pass, and you better be able to get through that line real quick to get your yardage. Yeah. You know, otherwise they're going to converge on you, and that's what Ball can't do. That's what Hillman does do. Well, but here's the other thing. Here's the other fact. Ball was the guy that got the uh, the start from the beginning because of Val Verde. Another factor was that the ball got rolling with another Val Verde. The other factor is that they were giving all the carries at the beginning of the year to Monte Ball because Monte Ball also had proven to be a much better pass blocker. Now look at when Hillman's come in. He's been fantastic picking yeah, up blitzers. Yeah. So now all of that stuff is gone. So now it's about production on the field. And it's, it's, it's again, it's the show me thing. I like Hillman going forward. I think that Monte Ball just becomes a change of pace guy unless he is able to put something really together when he comes back. When's ball, when is Ball coming back? It's not going to be this week. Uh, obviously, not, uh, it's not going to be this week. Um, it could be week eleven. Could be week so eleven. So when he comes back, is Hillman? Is it going to be a, a dual deal? Or I mean, I think Ball it's will it. get Ball will get more than what Juwan Thompson's been getting. He'll be get more. Uh, what you saw out of C.J. Anderson last game was simply because they didn't want to get anybody else hurt, so they threw C.J. Anderson in there. Don't yeah. think that he's about to be some part of the offense. It was the guy that they were willing to risk. Uh, which is what happens with a lot of games at the end of games. Don't think that that's a normal thing. Um, yes, Ball is going to get some play, and he's going to get more play than than Jawan Thompson. But I still think that Hillman has a good part of that offense. He's going to be okay. Do we have any more questions, or that's is that it? That's it. Thanks, guys. Just just our boy Franco, you know, uh, with the uh, the strength of schedule. Yeah, strength of schedule. Franco Bones, you the man. Uh, but we're working on it. Dogmatica's um, basically going to be pulling together the rest of the season strength and schedule for each week, including and by the way, playoffs. We, he was showing us what goes into how he builds the strength of schedule yeah. for each week. So For his rankings. Good God. Explain to them a little bit <laughs> yes, just about how, how ridiculous this is. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... Every single every single week, I, I do a a new strength of schedule based on everything that's happened the week before and the whole year in, in general. Um, numbers update every single week, and all the numbers don't completely update until at least Tuesday, Tuesday night usually, if not even Wednesday, because there's 
changes that are made every single week. Sometimes um, mistakes are made during games where a handoff is quite isn't a handoff and it's a pass because it's a backwards pass or a forwards pass or a, um, a fumble isn't quite a fumble or something or a rush isn't quite a rush by a running uh, by a quarterback and it ends up being a sack instead. A lot of numbers end up changing, so um, things change every single week. So I try to update things every single week. Um, However, if you need something for the rest of the season, based on exactly what's been going on so far, I have no problem doing it. I'll put together something this week, and I'll, I'll have that for everybody next week. That, that won't be a problem. It'll take a little bit of effort, but I'll let's do it. Do it by, let's do it by next week. Let's put it up as a piece of content that's like, hey, draft kid owners, you guys love us, and you're still riding our strength and schedule through now, like Alec Franco Bones. Um, let's 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 put up here. Here's where it is with the games we played so far, and. It'll help your ride you into and the playoffs. I gotta tell you, I mean, you're doing it anyways. You'll just have to kind of reconfigure it to be able to be presentable, other than a uh, basically a, 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 a beautiful mind like yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice to just be able to uh, just just throw you look, things I, out there. I, I, you're Crow right now. Just it's, so it's you know. base, you're Russell Crow. It's a base to base things on just like what uh, like FF today puts out, like how many fancy points are given up. Uh, by each team or something. That, that'd be great to just throw that out there. Or by ESPN, how many touchdowns they're giving up or how many yards they're giving up or something like that. I combine everything. Everything goes into a whole mathematical equation that I came up with a couple years ago. And it takes time every single week, but I'll put it all together for you guys. No problem. Love it. All right. We are going to have to move through some games because we did those questions. We're going to need a pizza for the second half. <laughs> I need a pizza for the second half. <laughs> Can we order one? Seriously, I'm not even kidding. I just love a pizza right I, now. I, 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 I would love Mr. T right here. Yeah, right I would. I would. Hey, boy. All right, let's hey go boy. on. Right, crazy enough, we haven't... And by the way, by the way, hey, T, I don't even know if we're at... The full's done with the first half of this podcast. Yeah, so, oh my God. <laughs> settle down there, hungry boy. Well, we're in an hour and 13 minutes, so the oh, truth is, we need to cruise through this, and this game is a cruisable one. Literally, I, I'm not even going to say a word about it. You guys just keep, try and cover this one in about two minutes. Chiefs at Bills. What, 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 what's to happen? Well, I, I'll give you my perspective. Let's see if Doug backs me up on this one. I always like to see if I'm, uh, if I'm on target here. So... I look at the fact that Jamal Charles uh, is still going to get his carries. I don't see this being a huge Jamal Charles uh, yardage type of a game because the Bills are a strong team against the running backs. They're holding them only to 13.3 fantasy points. I think he still might probably get a touchdown, though, because they always lean on him in the red zone, and he's going to get all those carries. Uh, As far as Alex Smith, no, I don't like really much of what they're going to be able to do. The Bills... They just are a menacing defense, especially with that front four. I think that Alex Smith might be able to have uh, about one-third of his yards come from rushing yards in this game. Um, I don't even see Alex Smith having rushing yards in this game. Uh, the, the Bills don't give up all that much in rushing yards. The only person they gave up some rushing yards to, I think, was Michael Vick uh, a couple weeks ago when he happened to come into the game. But there's been Russian creeds who played against them already, who still couldn't rush against them. They're awesome against the rush. But this is the same thing that happened with the Chiefs last week. They played against the Jets, who don't give up shit in the rush. Um, but Charles still got it done. He got a touchdown. He still was able to get up there. Uh, two, I still see, I see the Wasn't same two thing. two touchdowns? Oh, no, no. No, I think it was just one touchdown. One touchdown 79 right. rushing yards. They right. gave him the ball. But that's what the Chiefs want to do. They want to control the clock. As soon as they get that ball, that's what they're going to try and do. I see them trying using, uh, try to use uh, Kelsey a bunch. 
Um, I could see Bo being used a, a, a bit in this game, too, like they did last game. Six catches for 60-some-odd yards. Uh, how many yeah, and, a, and, and a pat on the ass of a ref. Uh, yo, yeah, of course. Of course that <laughs> well, is. You know, here's the other thing. You flip it to the other side. you got the Kansas City defense that's also been playing really, really good. So uh, you you got... Uh, the running back situation is still Anthony Dixon, Anthony and, uh, Dixon Bryce and Bryce Brown, Brown going out for Buffalo. Uh, you look at what Kansas City, they are the third best team at stopping running backs. So, However, it's not because they haven't, they have not given up a single touchdown rushing or to a running back this season, but they're not going to do it again this week either. Uh, I, I see. I see. Uh, Anthony Dixon got 22 carries a couple weeks ago, and uh, Bryce Brown only got like I think seven or six or seven or something like that. I see him kind of sticking with that. Actually, they're going to try and control the ball with an Anthony Dixon. I don't see either one of them doing all and, that and much. Let's go quickly talk about the wide receivers well, that's for what the Bills with Kyle Orton and, too, was, so. and, and Orton, and then we need to move on. Orton, Orton is, is is again. This is going to be what you talk about. This is ultimate ball control game on both sides. That's why it's boring, and we should move on. But. Um, the guy who will get the targets, who continues to get the targets because he is a playmaker, is Sammy Watkins. And so Kyle Orton knows he's going to throw the ball to the best receiver that he has. Yeah. And then he also mixes in the other guys as well. But they're just, again, they're, they're, it's, it's not going to be a, a, a game where he's going to be throwing the ball 35, 40 times. I, I mentioned Casey's side of the ball. Bo will get his targets. And Hemingway, Hemingway actually might get a few targets just to get some yardage here and there, just to keep the ball rolling. But actually, KC has given up the most yards and, and, and the most um, fancy points to the number two wide receiver. Robert, Bro- uh, Robert Woods could actually get uh, a bit of play in this game. Nice. All right. Anything that we didn't cover there, go to the rankings, fire it up. Uh, next game, Dolphins. That's a Robert actually just done like a quick game like that, I think. I, I think we've done quicker, but I, 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 I like the way you like, yeah. Everybody pat yourself on uh, the back. I actually, I don't know why, but I had all that here. Nice. Yeah. I have no idea why. Bills and Chiefs. Because you game. see this? You see, we're all, we're all living in the, in, the, in the football stats matrix. It's Get it, Mr. Well, T. Needs I am to, being controlled by Mr. Down. T right now. Get Mr. T needs to tell us to piss off. Yeah. I'll tell you what's up. You got a choice, Jack. You the top, or you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're right. really happy with ourselves now. We're hurt. All right, let's go to the Dolphins-Lions. Uh, Calvin Johnson, he's back this week. Yep, Calvin will be back this week. All right, talk about the running backs. Like I said, it's going to be a real match. I do believe that it's going to be a little bit more Reggie Bush this week. He's going to be completely healthy coming off that bye. Uh, he's going to get a little bit more play against his Dolphins defense that doesn't give up a lot. To bruisers. Uh, listen, th- th- Detroit has been awesome on defense this year. i got to admit that they, they have been one of those things that you just can't predict, which is why in our draft kit it might look a little bit off because it looks like Detroit should be easy to pass against, not easy to run against, obviously, and they still aren't, yep. but it, they look like they should be easy to pass against, but they haven't been this year. So I, I would say, honestly, at this point, don't go off of what we have in the draft kit. Go off of what I'm doing week to week. Yeah. Okay, yep. and I'll put out like I said something yep. for the rest yep. of the year coming up. Um, I do believe that Tannehill is on the type of role that he can explain. I have to start four, Detroit. Four out of his last four out of his last five games. Now here, this is all up here for me. Mm-hmm. Four out of his last five games, Tannehill has had more than twenty-five fantasy points. He yes. had his best game of the season last week with thirty-one fantasy you points. He had uh, two hundred eighty-eight passing yards, threw for three touchdowns. But here's the thing that he keeps doing. This is now. Four weeks in a row. Last right. week he rushed for... Well, no, no. I'll go back. 
but I'm, I'm going over 40. Uh, so last okay. week he rushed 38. for 40. It was 35. Three, yeah. It was 35. It was, it was 35. I told you, I got this one. It was okay. 47 <laughs> yards rushing last week, 48 yards rushing the week before, 48 the week before that, 49 the week before that, and it was 35 that week. Yeah, in the, I thought it was 38, but 35 might be right. You know what I'm loving about it, to be honest? A coach? <laughs> you want to bet? Well, because first no, of all, I'm not no, 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 we have the bet that we had to settle also from last week. So I, I believe, I, I know that I had it written down. I, I think I, I owe you five bucks because it was, he did. Ryan Fitzpatrick only threw for 203 yards. Now, I don't remember. Correct. Was the bet that he was going to throw for more than two touchdowns or that he was not going to throw for two touchdowns? No, I, I had. Here's what the bet was. I either said he was not going to throw for two touchdowns or throw more it was, than. Uh, here was the bet. I said that he would throw for two touchdowns and 250 yards. So we split. So I owe you five. I, no, 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 no. I was wrong. I, I, I had them both. I was wrong. I, I'll say that right now. But I'm going to give you the caveat. He rushed for 49 yards, which puts it up over 250. Threw for 203, rushed for 49. That made it over 250. I'll call did it a wash. Totally he did throw for two touchdowns. Well, no, no, but, but right, that's why I said. So I owe you the five bucks on that one. No, no, because no, it was combined. But, but 203 pass yards, it was, it was bet on passing yards. What we were betting on. So, so okay. I got five, I got five bucks here for you. So okay, no, we'll, we'll, we'll call it even. There we go. Right, we'll, Paper you know, like sounding five. I, said, we'll I, 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 I like it. I like oh, wait, wait. it. We'll call it I know. I got a, I got a better thing I can go with. Uh-oh. Keep your pants My, my Mega Millions uh, oh, I'll ticket. I'll buy it off for a buck. I, I, yeah, I would take that over five bucks any day. I know. Can you, you, you imagine if you did that? Oh, and it was a winning ticket? And it was a winner? I think the Pyro Podcast might... Stop dead in the tracks. That would be, honestly, that would be, that would be one of those. Let's what is spread it off. Is that a lawsuit that comes out of one of those? I think? Honestly, if you were to give me that and you were to win the lottery, no, no, that's why I, I would, would never give, give it to you. I was just making that. Be, <laughs> right, right, no, no. See, I was just using it for sound effect because this was like money. This is potential money. I like what you said. Yeah, I like it too. Thank you for the five dollars. <laughs> like who did he? Whatever happened to him? Maybe, maybe, actually, maybe instead of that, you could buy drowned. me new speakers. You maybe you give me double or nothing, too. I'd go can, buy a lottery ticket. Can you buy me new speakers? Can you buy me new speakers if you want it? Let's put some production. We need some production. Just a little bit. All right. Um, hey, man, I know we didn't listen to this giant. Where can we get something to eat? One thing I'll say. <laughs> really Coach Philbin, remember, about five weeks ago, said, I, I don't know who I'm starting at quarterback. Later, for some reason, he apologized for it. But look what's happened since the minute he said that. I don't think he's like necessarily this inspiring guy. I think he's kind of a dunce. One thing I will say has nothing to do with him. One, one, right what, but what, one thing, one thing I will say is father passed away this week. Dog, me, you, we know how. Yeah, hearts out to Coach Philbin. Absolutely. Sorry that your your, your father passed. There's nothing like that. Uh, you know, keep doing your thing. But when he went, he, he went in and kind of rustled the feathers. Tannehill's responded. And at the end of the day, you got to sometime. What are, what, what are the human heartstrings? What? How do you inspire your most important players? It, it's working. All right, uh, let's go on to the next game, and that's going to be the Cowboys at the Jaguars, which is really at Wembley and, and this, Stadium. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. again, the big question here. Not at nine in the morning. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, this one's a normal one. Yeah, totally right normal. Noon. noon Central. Yeah. Um, Go quick on Romo. Well, we talked about him a bunch. It's the whole situation. You know, they say they bring him out there. I think I don't think he plays. I really don't. I think it's one of these game time decisions that you got to say we got to be able to beat this team with Brandon Whedon. If we don't, then we really even have no business of being a contending team. Because what happens if because you're playing on a on a field on a surface that you don't know in a, in a foreign Romo's country? Romo's not playing. 
Right. It just makes no sense. I, I can't understand why you would play him. And I can't understand why they would actually fly him over there then. I really don't. Because they usually don't. They would not bring a guy over there if they weren't planning on playing him. I think Romo is actually okay. I really do. But you know why you why, why can fly him over there? Because it's Jerry Jones. In his plane, he has got this, this cryogenic chamber that, like, that <laughs> it's all water. Tony Romo's just floating. He's like, you know, he's got like the gyroscope thing, so he's not feeling any motion of anything in the airplane. Yeah, you know. Romo's drinking like Johnny getting, Walker He blues. was getting treatments. He actually had a oh, room. Getting, nice. He's getting treatments on his back while he's on the plane. It's all part of the process. I would love to be in space drinking. Johnny Walker Blue. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that's great? What ha- that's what happens on the Jets. RG3, RG3 does it in the Schneider's Jet. Just taking down a Johnny Walker Blue. All right, well, let's talk oh about this. My. We already said Denard, legit, three 300-yard games in a row. One question I've got that I got on um, Twitter. Blackman, whatever happens to this guy? Done for the year? Is he ever coming back? Is he's he not coming back this year. Okay, so he's done. I'm uh, thinking, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Uh, Why, Mister T, don't fuck him in the ass. <laughs> oh, Mister Blackman. Mister Blackman got some Blackman in his butt. Uh, he went uh, r- ribbing it. Well, ribbing it. your head right off your shoulder. He ram it. Ribbing a new one or, or, or ribbing a rip. All right, ram it. All right, ram it. Let's let's, anyway. leave, let's leave Eddie behind. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 listen, I, I do believe that Denar Robinson has another great game. I think it's the type of game that he's, he's set up for. The Dallas defense is, again, in shambles. Their linebackers are hurting. Yeah, man. the linebackers are hurting. Their D-backs are hurting. You can play Their D-backs? D-backs? Their, Their D-backs are hurting? D-backs. D-backs. Man, you got... <laughs> I thought those were up in the booth behind Joe Jones. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting silly, right. but it did sound like D-backs. Yeah, it might have. It might have. Um... No, I, I, listen. Jacksonville isn't going to be that bad against this team. I think that they're. I don't think they're going to give them a real game. Here's I the thing. I, I, well, here's the other thing I'll tell you about Jacksonville, though. Right? I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, go ahead. They're just a team that right now. I'll let Mr. T tell you about. It. Yeah, he'll he'll tell me to shut up. Um, is that they're they're basically gotten to the point where. All right, I'm sorry, I'm not a fish. Um, they've gotten to the point where they're they're holding closer. In games, right? So they're they're muddying up games, and games are not being free flowing points against them. So they're doing just enough in that regard that it's you know yeah you had the the breakthrough for uh, last week a little bit for Cincinnati on them, but it took a little while you know and it didn't come easy. And if you're not going to have uh, Tony Romo behind center, it's going to be this is going to be a muddied up game. Is how I well I, see I, it. I will tell you either way, um, Brandon Whedon wasn't all that good. No. I, thought, I thought he would be a little bit better than he was because he was showing really well in the game he came in last in the week before, and he showed really well in practice and stuff. And he's been practicing really well with the, the first team because he has to take every Wednesday practice. He shows really well with those guys, but he didn't do it in game time. No, he didn't. I'll tell you right now, he showed Ryan, really Ryan bad. dropped a couple passes he, that he. That would that would have helped. True, his, but his, I his think. That, Let me ask you this: This is what I've just seen on film. Yeah. Does Wheaton throw the ball a lot harder than Tony Romo? He does. He he, he chucks that ball. I'll tell you that I, I, right it, now. It doesn't think it's coming in there really. He does. Fast. He chucks that ball. I think that those receivers, first of all, aren't quite used to it. Second of all, they were a little discouraged with Romo not being there. I don't think that I don't it didn't look like Brent was playing as hard as he should. Did it look like that to you? It looked like he was kind of giving up on a couple of plays and stuff really? like that. Yeah, it really did. I don't know if you watched any of it, but it just didn't look right. 
And I'll tell you right now, if Whedon plays again, the whole team Bryant looked terrible. Lost. I don't think Bryant has a great game. I don't think Terrence Williams has a good game. Well, we talked, but Brian did have no, no, Brian no, Peterson. Well, we talked about this one when, when when you were making the predictions about Romo, and I was 100 percent behind you on your predictions. Was that better right now? Was, was when he would get injured for and, and, then, and we said we we discussed it. We said when that happens, does Bryant loses all of his value? Yep. We said that all the, the all the guys in the past game lose their value. The only guy that can hold their value at that point is a Demarco Murray. Yeah, but the problem, the problem that Demarco Murray gets is that he's benefited by it being so good with the great offensive line, but also because teams have not stacked the defense completely to stop Demarco Murray because of the threat of Des Bryant. But if you don't believe that the connection that Whedon has with him, you're going to say, "I want to make Brandon Whedon beat us." So you're going to you're going to blitz him and you're going to flood every running lane to sell out to make Whedon beat you. But don't you also at the same time think that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are going to try and do everything in their power? To get Kyle Warren back on the team? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to get DeMarco Wouldn't Murray nice? back on track, finally misses out on his first 100-yard game of the season. Don't you think that they really want that guy to get, hopefully, down the last few games of the season, be really close to breaking the all-time yeah. record? Well, don't you see the reason why? But that's the thing. Is that's the reason why he didn't get those 100 yards. If Tony, if Tony Romo was playing that game last game, yeah, Murray gets those hundred yards. Well, how many, no, no, how no. many drives stalled? Three and out. How many drives went nowhere? I got you. you know, I got you. exactly. That's the thing. But here's the, here's another problem. Will Blackman just went out for the for the year, I think maybe for uh, the Jacksonville defense. That doesn't bode well for their their defensive backs. Um, it, it, they can be passed against. It, I'll tell you right now. If Romo does start, either way, and, and this was my going to be my point in the first place. Even if Romo starts, it's still going to be a running game. Because they're not going to risk Romo's back. Yeah, if Whedon plays, he's no good. He's not obviously that good. I don't see as being a big passing game. They're going to try and control the ball with a Demarco Murray, which is why he's going to be the number one back this week. Even though Jacksonville's better at the at, at defending the run than you think, they're not going to be able to stop him. Very Love good. it. Let's move on from that game and uh, go right to the next. Will Blackman. I see you. No, I'm, that I'm looking up Justin Blackman just to figure out what the deal is with that suspension. So well, I told you, he got rid of yes. it. He's done. He's done. He already, we already knew what he was doing. He uh, actually went to rehab, if you didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, uh, we knew. I just he did. He volunteered. Anal, anal, anal rehab? Well, I mean, <laughs> is there any other kind? Uh, <laughs> that was my last girlfriend. Oh, jeez, Louise. Let's get on to the 49ers at the Saints. <laughs> All right, the Saints are at home. But they're playing a tough team, so we always are talk they? about. Are they playing a tough team? I mean, they're not the worst defense, right? So uh, you, what do you? Okay, what do you think as a Breeze owner and Breeze owners out there listening? Are we excited about? Obviously, we're excited he's back in the Superdome, but is he? No, I mean, do I see this as a Breeze four or five touchdown game with three hundred seventy-five yards? No, I don't see that. But I do see this as a decent Breeze game. First of all, he's at home. Um, second of all, obviously this 49ers team is not as good as people think. They're terrible. You know, I mean, uh, listen, Olin Smith is not coming back this week. There was talk, a lot of talk about them reducing the suspension by one week, but it didn't happen. They're going to keep him out one more week. Not that huge of a deal, but, I mean, a big enough deal, obviously. This, this 49ers defense isn't all that great. And their offense, their offense is putrid. Putrid. I, I, I can't stand to watch Colin Kaepernick play anymore. I really can't. It's too bad because we were talking him up a couple of years ago, and he looked like the next, uh, you know, the next phase of what the quarterback would look like in this league. But that's not happening at all. He's terrible. Well, I want to go back to Drew Brees real quick. Okay. Okay. Because 
you're saying that you, I, I just don't know how much, how much I think he's going to have a really good game in this one. Okay, San Francisco's defense, you may not say it's been all that good, but they've only allowed one 300-yard pass for all season, and that was Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, other than that, they've held everybody under 300 yards. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, I, I love this, though, for, for Drew Brees, that the next three games are at home. Yes. Three games in a row at home. This is where he's got a chance to get well. It's not, it's not an easy contest either, though. you got San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. Um, but at the same time... I, I just think temper your expectations. I just I, if he gets 300 yards, I think uh, I, I, I almost think that they're going to lean a little bit on again on Mark Ingram in this game, and that's why I think it's it's I could maybe see Breeze throwing three touchdowns, but it, if he does throw 300, it's not going to be. Don't expect 350. This is I don't see that happening. No, I don't see. I know, like I said, I, I, I don't see 350, 370. I don't even see like 300. I, I see maybe like 280. Three touchdowns if he's running a really good game. Listen, the guy is, he, if there's one thing he is, he's accurate. He's proficient. The guy knows how to work that offense to the point of, I mean, has he thrown for, I mean, the, each, the percentage in each game. I mean, it, his worst percentage throwing is like 61 or 62. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy can throw 70% balls out there every single week if he wants to. Right. Not a problem. I see him using the short pass quite a bit. I see Brandon Cooks actually being used in this game a little bit. I see uh, I see Colston being used on, on some quick over the middle passes. I see Jimmy Graham being used a little. Uh, uh, listen, they have the perfect offense to work against. Well, I the think San Jimmy Fran Graham defense. is actually the guy that I think is going to have a great game, especially if Patrick Willis is not able to be playing in this game. Yeah. Okay. If Patrick Willis huge. is playing, I think that that helps limit Jimmy Graham a little bit. It doesn't limit you as much as uh. Valverde. But but I think I think that uh, you know if he's not there, I really like it for Jimmy Graham. But let's answer the question I think is on everyone's minds when it comes to the Saints flipping receivers: Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks. It goes every other week. Which one is it? You know, Marcus Colston is still getting his every once in a while, where you just have to look at the matchup and just kind of understand where where he really fits in. But otherwise. To, to, to pick between which one of these two guys is really going to be the one that goes off, and this was part of the reason I gave you when I said why Brandon Cooks is not going to get that thousand yards is because he's not Kenny Stills because he's eating into a lot of those those, those plays. And I'll tell you why, and it's a lot of mix and match, and that is a big problem with trying to get somebody like a Brandon Cooks going. It's the outside pass versus the inside pass. If that if a team allows that outside sideline pass, which a lot of teams do. Then it's a Kenny Stills. Teams that aren't very good on the on the middle, on the interior with the with the linebackers or the uh, the the inner uh, cornerback who can cover the the slot receivers. Then it's a Brandon Cooks. But a lot of teams have gotten a lot better with the uh, the interior passing and will allow that quick out with a uh, with a Kenny Stills, which has been an excel for him lately. Yes, there was that one game that Cooks went. Nutty on, but it was mostly on one huge deep pass that he beat everybody on, which was a which is, which short was amazing. Touchdown. Which is too bad that they don't use it enough. But it, they don't really need to use it, to be quite honest. I wish they did use it a little bit more. It might expand the offense a little bit, which maybe they'll use it a little bit deeper in the season. I don't see it in this game very much because San Fran still can get at that quarterback a little bit, and it won't. He won't have enough time to do it. But I do see this a little bit more as a short passing game. I do see Cooks being used a little bit. I, I say this: Cooks is your Julian Edelman for you. Wherever you decide 
to rank him high. He's going to shit the bed. Whenever you rank hey, him high. Hey, last week, I had ranked at 11th. No, 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 no. 11th. But if you watch on Facebook, I'm watching all of our D-Rex videos. I'm benching Edelman this week, which means I know he's going to absolutely go off. And what and, happens? And what happens? And nothing happens. Snag <laughs> so, like, party's like, it, and the Edelman shows. Begins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn it, <laughs> Hawkins. All right, let's go. Let's let's not even talk about the 49ers. I agree. Putrid Saints. We talked about enough. Let's go to the next game. Titans at Ravens. This oh. one. To be honest. Yeah. You're on the clock. That's all. You're just gonna do your thing. You don't need just go by go by what you know. Well, just, just go by what you know. Give. Them, we can go to rankings. We don't need to talk much about this. Well, it, here's what you know. What you know is when you're looking at uh, the uh, the Titans. It's a Bishop Sankey is just a guy that we have not seen any real flashes of anything that, that makes you feel confident about playing him right now. So he's a guy that, yeah, he's still going to be their, their main running back at this point in time. But if you're expecting to get more than 60 yards, and if you're expecting a touchdown, because you're not going to get it. So And it's not going to happen against Baltimore. Uh, when you look at what the... Uh, the Titans got going on here now at quarterback. So again, now this is their third quarterback. It's going to get his second start uh, of the season for rookie. Third quarterback for the, of the of the year to start at quarterback for Tennessee. Zach Mettenberg. This is his first road game. Playing in Baltimore is not an easy road test for you to go in his first game. He looked really good in his first first game. Threw for 299 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Completed 66 percent of his passes. Uh, he also showed that he could make the throw the long ball as well. So you know, it takes takes some shots downfield. Uh, but the great Ravens are they're going to be able to focus on him because what do they do best? They shut down runs. What do the Titans do worst? They run the ball worst. So there is going to be no running game. They're going to be able to put all their focus and say, "We're taking you out, Zach Mettenberg, and we're going to put all all of our focus on on stopping your wide receivers." So I think it's one of those games where. You know, you might be able to get one guy loose for a long play. So I would say maybe Justin Hunter is a guy that if you're if you're in one of these leagues and you're and you're stressed by all the bye weeks and things that are happening and you're looking for a guy, that, especially if you get rewarded for longer touchdowns, this might be a week where you know take a shot in that regard. I don't know if Dog agrees with me on that, with that on that or not. But it's, uh, hey, listen, I, this is one of those games where um, I would like to not remember the Titans. Okay. I, I, I don't. I do not believe that they're going to do a whole hell of a lot of anything. Um, Mettenberger, listen, he showed strong in his first game. I'll tell you that right now. He did actually yeah. show kind of strong. He's not going to show that strong in this game. He's not going to show strong in this game. Um, this is at Baltimore. It's it, Baltimore is a dominant defense. Listen, the, their passing defense can be had, but not when they concentrate and understand exactly what they're going against, which is a rookie quarterback and not the greatest receiving court. And against a running game that they have no fear of. So no. what's up on the what's other up, side Yeah, the what's up with the Ravens? Yeah. The Ravens, this is a problem. Um, this is that three-man running defense that I was talking about. All it takes is one rookie to make a fumble, like what happened with Isaiah Crowell when yep. I was talking about Cleveland. Yep. That's what happened with Talia Farrow. Um, he, I got the name right. Mm. Ah, Talia Farrow. Nice. Um, well he done. He fumbled. And that was a huge mistake. They took him out of the game. He didn't play pretty much the rest of the game. They gave a couple carries to Bernard Pierce. I see that happening this week. 
I think Pierce is going to have a nice game this week. I think that Justin Forsett's going to get the, still the, the, the main carries. He's going to get the main stay with that one. He's worked in his way into uh, an integral part of the offense. Yep. He's a little bit banged up, but I think he'll still be okay. Uh, but I see that I see Bernard Pierce working his way back into favor. Talia Farrell, I'm sorry to say, Baltimore needs wins. They're not going to depend on a rookie like that. When it comes to passing the ball, Joe Flacco, so much better at home than he is on the road. And uh, listen, he, had, he ended up with a decent game last game because it was a shootout yep. against Pittsburgh. And uh, how does that fucking happen? I, I, who would have known that Pittsburgh and Baltimore would have been the highest scoring game of the week? Nobody. Nobody would have called that. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, who knows what happens in that AFC East. Baltimore, though, however, Joe Flacco does pass the ball well when he's at home. I can see him having a pretty good game. The running game up a pretty good game. Owen Daniels came back, surprisingly. Um, and not a lot of people knew that was going to happen, but he came back, had a bunch of catches, and I think he's going to do pretty well in this game, too. Nice. All right, nice. let's go to the next game. We're going to go to the Steelers, or at the Jets. Let's try and burn through this one and the next one as well and catch up a little bit. Actually, the next three games, in my opinion, we should be able to do pretty quickly. Uh, Steelers, obviously, Roethlisberger's doing amazing stuff. We've talked to him about him a number of times in the show. We don't need to go on that. We oh, we all know that Antonio Brown is oh, he's, he's the best. We, we, said it, we said it four weeks in a row. And he's the best wide receiver in the league. Here's right what now. I love about this. Okay, I, on Sunday I have Antonio Brown on one of my teams, and he just he's gold every week. I'm watching the first half; he's like done nothing, right? Did nothing. And then I'm like, I'm 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 hanging out with my girlfriend, so I'm like, I'm not watching the second half. And so then we're watching a movie, and I just grab my focus. It's like 11 o'clock. I know it's over. I'm like, oh, look at all the 54 yard touchdown, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Did he have another 100 yard game again? Oh, yeah. yeah. 154 or something? Yeah, something like that. Well over 100, yeah. Ridiculous. The yeah, guy is insane. He's he just ridiculous. Every time you watch him, he, he We don't need to talk about him. He, he drafted him. that guy, which basically he was going he was going after guys like Harvin, after guys like Walker, after guys like... He's just too fucking good. Rod Barron is the worst. That's him. That's him. The guy's <laughs> he's from the works. He's the goods. Big ben. Big ben, going to be awesome this week. Again, you can't run very well against the Jets team, but you can pass against them. They give up the most points to opposing quarterbacks during the year. I'm so starting Big Ben over Breeze this week. You're going, you're going against me. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Breeze. Go, I'm Breeze, go Breeze. Yeah, Breeze against 49ers can't do it with Big Ben against the Jets. Okay. It's a Big Ben. That's cool because I have a Martavis Bryant. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, Martavis Bryant, uh, another couple touchdowns. Yeah. Um, he's going to have another good game. Um, it, even even the guy who he's not even thought of, Marcus anymore, Sweden. Marcus Sweden. Yeah. He's still having great games, too. The Jets are, the Jets are whatever ails a passing team, and especially how hot the, the Steelers' passing team is. Yeah, there's nothing ails. Mean, nothing nothing Osberger right could possibly put up the best three Three game stretch, stretch in all time. And in all of NFL history, could never be broken. Yeah, he's if already he done th- the best. He could throw for six touchdowns again. Uh, could you imagine that? That would, be, that would be the most insane thing I've ever freaking seen. I would um, love you to do that. that other yeah. side of the coin, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Le'Veon Bell won't have all that great of a game. I'll tell you that right now. He'll have about 80, 90, 100 total yards, but I don't see him having a, a, an incredible game. Yeah. Even uh, when, he, even he when might, the Steelers are up too. and winning. They still want to pass. Yeah, well, they don't want to run the clock out with Le'Veon Bell. Well, well, no that, matter what, I'm sorry, with, with, with the rips, with, the, with the, the line that uh, the, the Jets have, you can't run on that line. 
<clears throat> so just don't don't even, so. don't even bother. Don't even bother. And, but but the thing is, that Le'Veon can catch passes, and he does catch passes, and he catches passes for touchdowns. That's what I can see him making a little bit of a difference in. So, I mean, I still see him around top ten type. A guy I know you like this week is Heath Miller. Talk about that quickly. I do. let's breeze through the Jets side. Jets are terrible against uh, the tight ends this year. Uh, Heath Miller is coming back into favor. He's obviously been doing very well for a couple weeks now. Um, He's Roethlisberger's boy. You know, I I don't want to call him as close, uh, like, uh, you know, like the Romo Witten connection. He's his consigliere. Yeah, he's a continually look at the aerial. Yeah. Kelly and Kelly Consigliani, you were my guy. <laughs> he's more like he's more like who was the guy that was in the hot, uh, Favre's buddy the, in the hot tub, the tight end? Oh, Chamura. Yeah. Chimura. He's he's based, let's just be honest. He Favre had Chamura and uh Roethlisberger oh, has right. Miller, Roma uh, has his uh, Dennis Rob Dennis Robin had Jack Haley. Yes, he did. Who, oh boy! Who was uh, who was? Uh, did anyone uh, was there a player that was brought on to, to, to babysit Des Bryant, or was that just an actual guy that was hired to be his babysitter? Well, I don't know. I heard that the contract talks with Des are hitting a hitting a wall because Des doesn't want to have to pay the babysitter. <laughs> I have to bring up that tab? Hell no! <laughs> you want me to have a babysitter? You I like pay Vic. For that. I like Vic in this game. Uh, yeah. I, I think he uses his legs a little bit. He looks a little vital. Um, you know what? He did get a little bit injured last game, but I still think that he's going to be fine. Um, he's got Decker going for him, and he's got Harvin going for him. And, I mean, if you want to use the combination of, uh, of uh, uh, Cumberland and uh, Amaro, he's got that at his at his. Well, let's also mention this because you brought up you know, the we, – we already talked about Harvin, but as far as Decker goes – He's happy to have Harvin there mm-hmm. because now he's actually finally kind of fitting into his role better. You know, he's still not. Because, couldn't be happier. But well, he could be. Happier. I don't. Ha- I don't have I to catch balls in double teams and get hit by three guys at right. the same time. He anymore. couldn't be happier. And now he's exactly. he's not going to get any of these like you know huge production games like he was getting when he was in Denver. But at the same time, he now he got a touchdown. Uh, yeah. You know, so he took the money. Yeah, he, he, just want, he just wants to. He just wants to live that contract out. Absolutely, he's a lot better receiver than people. But he just needs to have. But he's happy to have another guy out there that's going to get more totally attention agree. than him. That's why it's happy. And, then, and, it's and that's what I'm saying. I'm on. I'm yeah, on your team. We already talked about the running backs. It scares me with uh, Ivory a little yeah. bit. I think Johnson plays into this offense with the speed factor a little bit. They're going to try and make that speed but the a problem big is, factor. Chris Johnson still can never break the long seventy six. But when he does, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Either, but he hasn't. When's the last time he has it? He hasn't. But it's been a year but, and a half. But but to be honest, if he's getting the carries. That's longer than I have. That's longer than I Let's go to the next game. Let's go to the Falcons at the Bucks. God, these games are all. To be honest, there's a lot of dud games this week. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, about this the Falcons one. and the Bucks. Two defenses that are atrocious. Uh, isn't is it true that Josh McCown is uh, is. is going he to is. be starting? Josh this McCown week? has been announced as the starting quarterback. Uh, so says Mike Lennon. Glennon said it on the, the radio show. Josh, Josh is our quarterback. Josh, Josh, is our, Josh is our quarterback. Uh, well, that sounds like Lovey Smith. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm yeah. not doing a Mike no, Glennon. I can't do a Mike Glennon. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to do a Mike Glennon. It's going to be... Oh, yeah. my, favorite, my favorite animal is a liger. Don't mess with my tots. <laughs> 
I actually saw a hilarious picture of Napoleon Dynamite and wh- whoever is uh, Pedro mm-hmm. that was uh, meant for Nick Foles and Sanchez. Okay. Oh, God. It was really That's funny. pretty funny. They were both wearing they were both wearing Eagles jerseys and it was it was Falls and Napoleon and Sanchez was Pedro. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I'd be interested. Uh, Julio Jones gonna be possibly, I think, in the end, I have him right now as my number one receiver oh, this week. Yeah. Julio Jones went berserk against them in that first game. That Tampa Bay passing defense is so bad it's unbelievable. Um you can do whatever the hell you want against them, and Julio will. So I mean, that, that's you know, going to that's going to be a fun game to watch. Just simply, you know who else? Uh, Mr. T agrees with you that Julio is going to have a nice game. Oh, oh that's good. Oh. Yeah, you're getting there, all right. That's pretty good. Oh, oh my my! <laughs> wow. <laughs> What the hell was happening? It was like Cheryl Teague's giving him a blowjob. I, I don't know. I think that was one where someone was like, I want to have fun, there I'm good, have fun with a bunch of Mr. T things and, and string them all together. Either way, mm, but that was good. Hey boy. Not, not, I, I, brought hey back, boy. I brought it back as Eddie Murphy. Yeah, you got it. I brought it back as Eddie Murphy. Hey boy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Quickly go through this game, guys. I'm not saying a word about it. Roddy White, what does he do in this game? He has a pretty nice game, too. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Harry Douglas had a good game as well. Steven Jackson is going to run for uh, for a bit. He's going to get about 60, 70 yards, possibly a touchdown as well. Um, oh. This is the game. Go oh, ahead. Okay, go ahead. Charles Sims comes into play. They didn't want to risk him last week. He wasn't completely up with the offense, although they could have activated him. This is the week they activate him and put him in there. Doug Martin I, goes to the sideline. I still sure. think I still think Bobby Rainey is the best running back that, that, of the week. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. So he's a guy that has been productive and has done and done this. And I think that Rainey is, is is a guy. You know, why is it that when the other back is, is getting the most of the carries and he's going to be the, the the second split back guy or whatever, he doesn't. He's not successful. Then all of a sudden, the guy ahead of him gets injured, and all of a sudden, he becomes all world guy. It's, he's done it like in his career. I don't, even, I don't know. It's like four games or something where he's just like. Who the hell are you? Where are these Where are these numbers coming from? And yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Watch him. He looks awesome. I know. Yeah. He looks awesome. He's got that low center of gravity. He's just like, and, he, and he's so quick as he. He's, he's so he's, quick. He's so getting quick. through the so little quick. holes and everything. And that's you're Isn't gonna find that, a lot kind of, of holes. And that's the same. Atlanta. That's the same kind of game though. With Sims. Sims is a small dude. He's mm-hmm. five eight guy. Absolutely. He's, he's, a, he's an explosive electric kind of guy. Both of those running backs could have some play here. Vincent Jackson. Uh, did not have that great of a game against Atlanta last time they played. Uh, wouldn't shock me if he got bottled up a little bit again. Mike Evans is the one I think who's going to get a good game. Evans is out of nowhere. This is the one guy that I'm actually more concerned about. He beat me. And I, you know, he almost single-handedly beat me. Whatever it was, Mike Lennon and him are starting Evans. to actually get it together. He's, he's, he's getting all these targets. He's getting the looks around the red zone. Now you're bringing in Josh McCown. Who's to say where that where that allegiance is going to lie? <laughs> you know, so this is one of those ones where I, I say if if it was going off of the same quarterback playing as last week, then I would say yes, I, I agree with the the Mike Evans thing that's going to go that way. But I got a feeling this could be one of those ones where Vincent Jackson has a resurgent game just because it's flipping Josh McCown comes back. It's not a bad call. I like it. Any any last words on this, or do we move on to the next uh, the first of the late games? I don't think there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the tight ends. Both of these teams are pretty Terrible, good against yeah. tight ends. 
and neither of the tight ends, any of the tight ends, are very much worth talking about. Agreed. I mean, done something so ludicrous that you wish you could have moved to a deserted island and had your head in the sand. That's what those tight ends is. If you start one of those, that's how you should feel. Her name Pretty was, much. Her name was Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've done Austin's I've done Sandra. I know her name, and I felt that way. All right, Broncos, late game. We're going to be at the Raiders. Game. The Raiders. Tell me what's going on in this one. We really don't need to talk about it. You're starting Broncos, because that's just the way it goes, and you're probably, other than Walker. Uh, and that's just the way it goes. Moneyball will not be back this week. Ronnie so yeah, Hellman starting is a all Broncos. Huge ass must start in this game. Would you not agree? Ronnie Hellman, big time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Top, maybe a top five back potentially. Absolutely. For this absolutely. Week? I think uh, they're all right up there. I mean, you can't not start one of these guys. They're obviously all going to kick ass. Uh, the biggest thing that you want to talk about maybe is uh, what's going on with Michael Rivera. The tight end for yeah. Let's Oakland. go. To, let's talk about Oakland. I mean, he's actually had some play going wow. on. Wow. Yeah, he was on my pickups this last week. What he's done over the last few. Tell him. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, listen. The guy is a lot better than you think. And they keep saying that he's not athletic. He's a lot more athletic than people think he is. He's, what the hell are you talking are you about? Kidding me? That's never been the knock on him. The knock on him is that every time I've seen him going up for a small. catch, he gets murdered. Yeah, he's small. It's not. He gets he's not small. Tight. He's he not gets He's, not, he gets, he's big, but he doesn't hit the hard, though, and he gets he yeah, yeah, yeah. exposed oh, yeah, yeah. every time. He absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But he is athletic, though. Yes, I absolutely. agree. Freaking lutely, that guy can play. So is um, his sister. Yeah, and his sister can play. He can, she can, he can. Wow. <laughs> I, oh, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yeah, you're getting there, all right. Oh, that's boy. pretty good. Uh, I think instead of he on that, he can play, you should say, me can play, dog. Me can play. Me can play, me she can, can play. play. Not he can play, can she can play. play. Give me a call, little Rivera. All right. What up? <laughs> what up? Now, let me his Tinder account I'm turning the lights down. Medica. The lights are turned mm. on here. He's got, he's got, he's got a little, little red, little thing over the lamp here. Brown chicken, brown Rivera, your sister is honey. Come out, come out. Let's do this. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about, do a search. Michael Rivera's sister. I had known that Mr. T was going to get you into such a... Yeah, Mr. T's I mean, got Tom Manica in a real... In a real... I told you, him and I met like a long time ago. We hit it off like nobody's business, man. I, that's why I talk his way. I love he it. took it off of me, I took it off of him. Who knows? You both chopped down too many trees. Hey. And uh, we took it from there. Hey. You don't shit up with your chip jab. I'm going to give you a new job, fool. That's my line. Did he say a lube job? That's right. <laughs> I'm going to shush then. I don't want you to give me a lube job at all there. You don't shit up with your chip jab. I'm going to give you a lube job, fool. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We're start, you're starting the Broncos other than Walker and Raiders. Unless you're in a rookie league and you, I got to start Carr, you're basically not starting anyone. Unless Pretty you much. Feel, I mean, Carr, unless you feel like Holmes could be all right. Carr's going to have to pass all game. He yeah. might get you some points simply because he has to pass all game. Um, the Denver's actually given up some points to the quarterback position because they They're forced up the by, defense. Usually yeah. up by exactly. So Carr wouldn't be a terrible play to be. And honest. also, it seems like Carr does better in the games. There isn't the pressure to actually do well. Where he might come in as like, 
I got nothing to lose. We're gonna we're gonna get smoked and, and let, do actually. I don't, quite well. that, last thing to sum this one up. Uh, you definitely want to start all the Broncos <laughs> because uh, they're coming off a loss. Anytime they're coming off a loss, oh yeah, bet on them. Peyton Manning, not you just bet off, the, you bet on him off a loss every time. I won't go into a talk about it, but not just a loss, a uh, humiliation. I wouldn't bet on a crazy man. I would. You're the crazy man. Brady. You're the crazy Brady. man. Brady. What's this? Who's the best team in the AFC right now? Brady. It is. Who's it the is. Best? It is Who's the best New team? I'm, I'm, it's New England. It's New England. They it's got New the England. best secondary. That's why. There's three. There's three teams in the AFC. It's New England. Oh, suck it, Rex. It's New England. It's Denver. And it's Indianapolis. Yeah. You know. That's it. That's it. Those. Those are the three. Those are the three. And so I would, Pittsburgh is I, Pittsurgh is but, but they're not they're not there. No, Pittsburgh's there. Not, not there. I would put it in my opinion right now, and this changes. Yeah. I would put it oh God, do I, yeah, I, 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 order, I almost order think I almost think Indy could beat the Patriots, but I, I gotta go Patriots, Indy, then then I'm going to uh, Broncos. I I still gotta put Indy Indy third. Here's why. Because you, we've not seen anything proven with Andrew Luck, and the thing is that the way that the Colts' defense has played on the road so far this year, I can't bet on them yet. Yeah. And because and not, it all depends on, again, it yeah. all hinges on do you get home field advantage. Yeah. But the one thing is this. Peyton Manning needs home field advantage. Who doesn't need Both home field advantage? Both of those guys. Who Both. doesn't need yes, home field there advantage? there you go. Who doesn't? Who That's doesn't? a better way. Tom Brady. That's why the Patriots are number one. Because the Patriots are the number one team. Because even if they do have to make one of those road trips, I still trust Tom Brady. I think they all need it. To be honest, I think I agree with you. I think it benefits them all. It benefits, it benefits uh, Manning more than a Brady, but I completely think that out of those two teams, if if if, if Manning, well, there they. We had a God, man, I got a background Valverde open, but I think that you butt fumbled that one. Yeah. You butt fumbled that well, one. You, you flush the toilet, then you open the beer back there. What else, what else can we do for you? Um, I got a cigarette here for you. Yeah. But the truth is, I think both those guys, uh, Brady or Manning, it's home field, home field guy. Well, home field for, for Brady is so for, for both of them because Denver, you're making you go up into the altitude in the winter time where the air is thinner anyway. Uh, New England is because Foxborough is always an effing mess, and Tom Brady is the only guy that can always throw through the wind, through the snow, through whatever. It doesn't matter. Everyone else comes in there. They look like they they can't do anything. I remember the game last year when Stafford came in. They had that uh, was, was no no that was against Philadelphia. Uh, when they had all that huge snowstorm. But there was another game, can't remember. Someone came in, it was a great quarterback, shut him down. He threw for 100 yards in the game. And Tom Brady throws for like 355 yards. It looks like the wind has no effect on him whatsoever, or, the, or snow or whatever. It just doesn't matter. I think that offense, as long as Gronk's healthy, is, is going to do right. Dynamite. That, 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 the catch he made, that one, I mean, I don't even know how you do it. I don't know how you're that big and have that kind of athleticism. But I think at the end of the day, the reason why the Patriots are sick and they let they let uh, Tlaib go over to, they have the best secondary in the game. They showed it. We've talked. Last, we talked the last couple weeks. He's a how, defensive genius. He's a genius. It, he's it, a genius. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Remember, that's what he did. Yeah, he was defensive coordinator. He had the plan for for Peyton Manning. Now he's facing what fourteen times. He's ten and four against him. They're basically saying, "Oh yeah, Emmanuel Sanders." We'll give you 10 catches. We'll give you 100 yards. You'll lose the game. Right. 
And then you got Manny at the end being like, I suck. I didn't play well. I'm why not is it that every great. time you see him play? He never ever says that. He except threw for, for 438 yards in the game. Yeah, okay. All, but but at the same time, when you watch the game, you never felt like he was dominating the game. Like he had he had drives. It, 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 they let it got away quick. Yeah, it did. When when you're sitting there at the, with, with a minute left in the nice. Oh, a little Guinness nice. for the dogs. Well, Guinness came out with blonde. That, you saw I know, that. I know. They're coming out with a whole bunch of different that varieties. That fit perfectly. And done it. Well, let's sip it before it gets on the carpet. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on to the next game. I say, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we're at the, it, the Rams and oh, the Cardinals. Good times, good. yeah. Rams Cardinals. So we, we covered Andre Ellington in this one. You know, saying how much of a key factor we covered a lot of the Cardinals. Is, to be honest, that this game is for him uh, as far as determining whether the fantasy value on the back end for the playoffs is worth because he's going to be facing St. Louis yep. during that point in time. So good telltale sign here. He's also coming off of the three twenty carry games. He's got two touchdowns each of the last two games. So we've talked about Andre. Talked about Michael Floyd. Talked about John Brown. So who have we not talked well, about? Let's talk about Floyd for a second. Because I think he seems to be... Would you would you agree with me that in second opinions, don't you feel like Floyd's the most... The name you see the yeah, most? Yeah, because he's one of the most frustrating <laughs> guys. I feel like I see Floyd a part of questions across all of our different outlets than anybody else. So... Here's what I'll ask both of you guys. Just quick, don't give me your whole uh, reasons why, but do you think, is this a guy that's anything more than a wide receiver three moving forward? Is he always going to be frustrating? Because remember, we used to love him with Palmer, but now we hate him with Palmer. I I, I still think there's potential to love him with Palmer, but the problem is this. I'm, I'm, I own him in two leagues. I can't feel comfortable with him. And so the problem is is that I wish I would have traded him before because no one will trade me anything for him right no. now. So I'm stuck with him. And he a, He's a keeper guy for you, too, in a couple leagues. No, right? no, he, no, both of them are redrawn. Okay, okay. But it's just a matter of what do I do because it's, he, has to, he ends up having to play on my lineup every week just because of what he might do, and instead I get what he doesn't do. He's, he's the boomer bust. And it'll he's be the element thing for me as soon as I bench him. Every single week, he's a yes. boomer bust. It, it, it's it's. But is he boomed? No. Big? When he had the two games when Palmer came back, they were both for forty-seven yards and a touchdown. Yeah. No. I, I mean, what's boom. his biggest game of the year? Has he had a hundred and fifty uh, plus yard game? Give me a second. Because last year, over the course of the last couple of years, there have been those hundred and seventy-five yard games. Are those there so far this year, or are this they not? Year, he's had two, two in the first three games of the season. <laughs> One what he's done since okay start out the year seven uh, five catches one nineteen then he had uh, one catch for nineteen yards five for one fourteen one for seven four for forty seven and a touchdown three for forty seven and a touchdown uh, zero receptions on four targets four catches for thirty six yards. Yeah, those are actually better numbers than I thought he was having to be honest. Oh. He at least scored some touchdowns on this garbage. Uh, but you've, only had, you've never had more than five catches in any game. You've not had more than... Uh, you had nine targets in one game. There's not a lot of guys on Arizona who's had more than his five catches in His last three games. Game. His last three games, though, he's got 12 targets over his last three games. All right. That, that answers it. I like Sheriff John Brown. But, well, because right... It, but the problem is, I'm a guy that owns both of them. And if you're in that type of situation, it's... Uh, but there are people who did that, right? Because, because you figured the offense was going to be better. I don't know what you do in that situation. If you have to choose between the two... That was dog's neck. That was a dog neck crack. That was crazy. Have you, have you heard that? That was a neck that, crack. Huh? <laughs> uh, 
I noticed. <laughs> all of a sudden, sick. all of a sudden, when your turn, when your head spun around 360 and you s- barfed up uh, split pea soup, we were a little scared. I thought it was Beetlejuice. Actually, <laughs> by the way, he was. You know, I, we thought Halloween I was usually last have event. computers at every side of me, and when I'm just here at the podcast, yeah, I'm I miss, on one I side. I miss the old so dogmatic. I, the neck to go to I the other miss side. the dogmatic <laughs> of Nassau deck. I miss the old Nassau home deck that we had with the extra monitor. Oh my and god! The, oh, the, 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 the space station. The space station. Uh, I have my space uh, station going around me. That, that was ground awesome. control to dogmatica. <laughs> I see you have 45 screens, <laughs> and they're all monochrome. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got. Actually, took pictures of that. So I'm gonna make sure on Facebook we're gonna put that up because now we're all. <laughs> make sure you put the, the year up so people know oh, yeah. that it wasn't 1996 when this was going. Yeah, yeah. no, it was 2013. That was hilarious. <laughs> used to come in with like a couple big boxes, like. I think we need to get you a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, love it, love it. This is a good time. Uh, We're is, having a good time. Is, this is, this is I gotta be honest. We're having a good time here. All right. Uh, let's hey, move on. on. Let's move on. The Rams. Rams. No, we're having a good time all around. Absolutely. Give it, the give Rams. it to my expense. Ram it. Ram it. Not a whole lot of ram it in this game. Um, Kenny Britt's gonna get a few targets. Absolutely. But, um, but but you can't. But the thing with Kenny Britt is you you can't count on a big game. Like he had the no. one the one touchdown catch. But he was then kind of non-existent. But he's the number one target still on the offense. The problem is that this is an offense that completely has no identity as far as I'm concerned. They don't know what they are. They're trying to be a running type game because it is a Jeff Fisher team. And that's what he wants to be. But they don't have it. So Trey Mason's going to get a lot of carries this game. But he's going against one of the toughest, if not the toughest, toughest. rushing defense in the entire league. I don't see a whole hell of a lot there. Austin Davis ain't going to have a very good game at all against his team. They're going to pressure him. He's not going to be able to do very much against that pressure. There's not a lot to throw to anyway. Wouldn't Jared you? Cook, I could see getting a lot, a yeah, lot of targets. That's a guy. You're high on him this week. Well, hey, first of all, it's against what Arizona. What does Arizona which not is, do? They can't cover tight ends. Yes, that's one thing that Eric Gizzoni can't and do. You've never been high on Jared Cook really once all year. All year. Oh, so all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, he's our he's our our uh, our graphic. He's our tight end this week. You get is a, is a yeah, sideways. I looked for one where he was pushing uh, Austin. It didn't. It didn't work. No, that would. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. If they're gonna take something off the Rams this week, first of all, like I said, uh, Trey Mason will get the the bulk of the carries again. They've obviously decided, listen, this, this guy's the guy. We just well, got to get him the ball. He's at least the most what, explosive. And what, what, what they know is this. Zach Stacy is, no, at best now, just basically a short yardage type of a running back. Agreed. And they actually really like Benny Cunningham more. And he's one of the biggest more names on the trading, on right. the tra- potential trades. Zach Stacy, from what I'm reading, will be traded. Yeah. So, they want him gone. Whether, whatever they'll get for him, they just... He, the trade deadline went... No, no, the, the Rams. You're talking about the Rams. Yeah, I'm talking about the Rams. So the, the Rams are looking forward is Benny Cunningham and Trey Mason. Is yes, I the, agree. That's the, the you future. can still you can still trade. No, in, trade in the deadline in, no, in the NFL just went by. Yeah, no, a trade deadline's past the NFL. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, done. Yeah, they, they'll be talking about that trade in the offseason because there's going to be other teams out there still looking I didn't for running back. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Was that Thursday? That's when Percy Harvin was like that last no, week. No, it was the week before, yeah. I think, Thursday. Percy yeah, Harvin got done. It was like the last week. It was that week, I think, yeah. when, he, when he had that deal. Yeah, when, tra- when, when Percy Harvin got exactly traded. Week, that it was after was week eight. eight. That's weird. Yeah, that they, extended it, they extended it two weeks. It was after week six 
the previous year. It was. I still, so, I'm still not. It was way too early. That's yeah. Like, well, that's, that's that's really like trades don't get done weeks. in the NFL week. Ever. Hardly, it's true. Hardly. I'm still not accepting the, um, the the fact that daylight savings is, is over. So <laughs> all my clocks look around. Yeah. So I, I'm a late I'm a late adopter. Sorry. I just can't. I hate the fact that it's dark. Well, push me it later. It would have been the, the I just cracked a knuckle. Three weeks I just ago. cracked a knuckle on air and it was loud. It's the first time D Rex has ever cracked a knuckle. I do this show with the biggest knuckle crackers of all time. Just okay. go nuts. I cracked a knuckle. That was awesome. Oh, so it's free reign from here yeah. on out. Uh, no, 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 Let's um Woo. let's move on to the next game. How about yeah, it? I'm I'm good with that Rams yeah. Cardinals game. Enough. Enough. But now we, now we can talk about the Odell Beckham catch. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Catch the, 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 or catches. 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 The, the pregame video. The, the in the red hoodie with the beats on, looking Dude. cool. I I, I, I literally swoops. I. I mean, I you just, don't look as cool. I, I don't even. I don't. Even, I don't want to say how we did it. I disagree. You look you look cool in your own mind. I have no idea how he did it, <laughs> how he was making those catches. It was awesome. It was awesome. Throwing his arm in his hand at a ball. Like, and it was like it was waving like, your arm like you just put your hands in the air, wave your arm around like you just don't care. That's what he was doing. It was freaking what step what the fuck? <laughs> That's it. Sam is watching. Watching in the podcast. Watching on the podcast. Let's see now. We are live. Hey. Have a have a see. I'm double parked. I can't stand. Where's D Rex? He just went to go to the take a piss. So have a seat. Join our tell our listeners. Okay, I'm double parked with the wife. But what do you want to know? What are we talking about? What was the catch? The Gronk catch? No, no, no. We're talking about to watch the game. ODB. Did you, see, did you see him That's in, my the, guy. in the warm-ups with the... Uh, no. The, you the, didn't see the warm-ups? Oh. He was doing some funky, freaky-ass catch shit. He was... Th- he, literally, they were throwing the ball to him. He was running along. He would go like that. And it catch would it. stick to his hand. And catch it with, a, catch with it. a whirlwind of a... Yeah. It was, it was the weirdest thing. shit I've seen in a long like time. Like a Tomahawk football catch. Exactly. Tomahawk. It was nice. Julio Jones style. I had not seen anything like that in a while. I rewound it over and over and over to see if it was like made up. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But, but wow. <laughs> it, it was a little freaky. Yeah, Staves was in the house. <laughs> well, so, not so he so That was established to our uh, listeners here. So. Well, <laughs> so, good deal. Good deal. But the thing is, is that when, when you saw what happened once Odell Beckham, it, was, it wasn't until about the second quarter of the game that it really kind of established itself, mm-hmm. right? And he started coming out. And then the targets started coming. The yards were coming. And the great catchers were coming. Oh, my God. It was over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I got to tell you, they put Dante Jones on, uh, or, uh, yeah, Dante Jones on uh, Ruben Randall. Right. Which was the right. Levante Davis, sorry. Why Dante Jones? I don't know. Dante Jones. He's the NBA player, a former NBA player. Well, because we need to have our NBA reference at some point. We have to. Podcast. I mean, T-Rex ain't here to so, do it. Right. So, so there you go. Okay. So it, it, it was Avante Davis. And, and he owned him. He owned him. Owned him. Yeah, absolutely owned him. Ruben Randall. Yes, there was a couple of plays where it was, you know, listen. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Randall made one of the better catches that I've seen him make in a long time. Right. Cutting across the middle there, right along the goal He also line. had the Close other play line. at the beginning of the game, though, where he... 
kind of stopped going across the middle, and then it was a yes. complete mis, uh, Absolutely. Uh, misconnection with Eli Manning. And unfortunately, the two of them have had just a lot of those. Listen, Devontae Davis is, will do that to you. But here's the other thing, and this is, this is where it's... You could like a player, right? Tate Jones. That's funny. I know. That's <laughs> hilarious. I can't you're, believe that I'm talking about him. Anyway, go You're on. allowed a butt fumble on Val Verde. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We all get That's, that's my butt fumble. You know, so, um, but when, when, you, when you look at how he runs his routes, Ruben Randall, compared to how Odell Beckham runs his routes, yeah. it's not even close. The Christmas, and also, not only the Christmas, it's, it's about how when he's breaking out of the route in order to want him to make the catch, how he moves his arms. Like, if you saw on the, on the touchdown throw that uh, to attempt to Ruben Randall that he missed, he kind of was going up with two arms, but then it only ended up being a one-arm type attempt, and it was absolutely, hey. it was just absolutely atrocious. Stavish. Thank you, Stavish, who's leaving. Thanks, Mike. Stavish. Hey, when am I going to see you again, brother? All right, cool. Breaking out a podcast here and there, bro. <laughs> but you, you say s- hi to the woman. You, you, he really wanted his interstellar uh, IMAX tickets. Hey, you know, oh. he had the wife in the car. I do too. Go. Bring me. It's the wife. Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, wife. <laughs> I did about ten years ago. But again, I just I, I look True. at the way that when how that, you how you adjust to a ball in those type of situations, and I don't like how Ruben Randall is able to do that. You look at Odell Beckham. He's able to adjust to the ball in those situations, and he makes the way that he moves his hands, and he, and he, and he just he can contort himself unreal. like like a top receiver. He can. is. Super Randall doesn't have those type of. Skills. I was gonna say, if really? you guys hadn't seen it, he's my next Antonio Brown. That's exactly the way he is. That guy can make any catch anywhere on the field, and he's got the speed to do it. He's got the speed and the moves to be able to do what Antonio Brown does. He doesn't have the wherewithal yet. It's gonna take a couple years for him to break into. His position within the offense and what they do, but that they're all learning right now because it's a whole new offense. Right. This is a whole new offense for the Giants, and it's just starting to click a little bit in certain ways. As soon as Beckham gets going, it's going to be fun he's to getting watch. Go- he's and getting going. No, he, he's, he's going. going. He's, he's going. going. He's going now. But the thing is, Ruben Randall is also a big threat too. Yeah, he is a lot better. That he made an incredible catch in that game. And granted, he could still be taken out by number one. But again, we, we already talked about that earlier in the podcast, and we know Odell Beckham is going to get that rolled that coverage, and he'll yes. be able to beat it, and Randall will fit back into his role. Yeah. But but I think the other thing that that's uh, you know just important to note here, uh, I lost my train of thought. On Seahawks. OTB, old dirty plays, bastard. Randall plays on the left side. No, no. Oh, here's my so thing. I want to no, 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 But before that, I just wanted to mention about Odell Beckham because. I know people are listening to the podcast and they're going, hold on, I listened to you guys earlier. You guys were always kind of sour on Odell Beckham. It's not that we were sour on Odell Beckham's talent. We were telling you, if you're betting on a rookie for this year, here's a guy that's always been constantly injured during his his years in college. He showed more flashes than anybody in college, but he was always constantly dealing with injuries. And then all throughout the preseason, he he wasn't a participant in training camp. Even in college last year? I don't think he had over 700 yards last year. Right. Because it was like everything is like this talent, this thing. And then you look at who's the number one pick in the draft this year? Jadavian Clowney. What was the knock on him? Going to be hurt. Yeah. What's going on? Who's going to be the defensive uh, rookie of the year this year? Mac. Where? What was everyone saying? Mac should be the first pick. There's just these, you know, Beckham is in that camp, but if he's healthy and he can do it, this guy's got everything that and he this wants. Is the whole thing. If, if he's, Listen, the, the, the scouts are right. Yeah. They really are. 
And to be quite plain and simple on it, Mac could be the defensive player of the year. He has been outstanding. Outstanding so far this year, and I'm a defensive rookie of the year, and which Clowney he will be. Has been injured, as as all the scouts have said. You know, it's the same thing with the Beckham. It's the same thing w- with uh, with Brandon Cooks. To be quite honest, they've been right on with a lot of these guys, but they've also been right on with their talent. Beckham, when he is healthy, like you were saying, he is outstanding. My God, he was like, also was he, he was also His a punt returner in college. Was he also a punt returner and kick returner in college? Oh, well, look, that's a yeah, country. So that's, that, that's, 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 that's the, the whole point. That. That's what you know, and that's where when the guy has that skill and he can also actually be a receiver, not like a Devin Hester try to want to be. That's look another guy. I'll give you an example of another guy who was that in college and what he's doing as a wide receiver now. Jeremy Macklin. Macklin, exactly. I, there's something about it because the and, and you want those guys, the guys that are, that are the amazing talents at returners in in college that are also receivers. God, Macklin's Macklin's college Brown career. Was like another guy, Antonio Brown did that. Yeah, Macklin's college career is a lot more like Blackman's, a lot more like uh, um, uh, Marcus Lee's, mm-hmm. um, a lot more of like uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. These guys are having top ten seasons of all time. At the college level, um, it's a but. It's amazing that I think what we're all agreeing on what you're saying is the talent's there. We see it now. Yeah. When you're seeing it, you're seeing it. But when you're just hearing about, I mean, well, no, no, we saw it before. But the problem was this: he was as soon as he hit minicamp. I've never was been. In, it I've was never as soon as he got drafted, and they went to the in May. It was in May they went to minicamp, and he pulled his hamstring. Oh, okay. And then it's just it lingered. And it didn't go away. And then all of a sudden. Here comes August. Oh, no, no. He'll be there for the second pre- No, not going to play any of the When did he come back? Was it week six or week yeah, seven? It, it, it's like you... No, it, 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 first it, it, was like week five or yeah. something like that. No, it was actually a little bit earlier than that. Week four? I think it was, it, it was week four, three or four, where he came back for... Definitely not three. But no, not three. But it, was, it must have been week four where he came back, but it was spare. Did you guys ever see that the show... Uh, born to be giants or whatever on the NFL yeah, network. We're talking about them, talking about drafting him. Drafting right? him. Yes. They, their whole thing was that forty time. Right. It was it. They liked him. They liked his talent. But once he got that forty time and he hit that, they're like, it was like Ugh. they all jizz in their pants. It was and like, like, like yeah. Mister T. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, all right, this is our guy. He's a four two, four three. Four two split four three guy on a regular basis. Amen. At little did they know after he ran that he's he's hobbling with the hamstring pull to the to the locker room. But at the end of the day, those catches, those little swatches, I love what we're gonna see from that guy going forward. Last night he won many, many people. Yes. Many, many They're people weak. the week. Yep. Many, many people. However, uh, essentially mostly on one drive. He's one of those type of guys you see something like that. Overconfidence ruins young players way too much in that's New York, what, probably yeah, especially, especially something in somewhere like New York. But the other thing is, too, that's what gets them injured as well. Also, but the other thing is this: don't also read the tea leaves on two games. Two games, okay? Well, what's, this is the, this yeah. is the thing that happens so much, and I'm the I preach this going back to 2011 on these podcasts. Once people get game film on you and they start studying how you come out of breaks. What your tendencies are. You have to be able to adjust a second time. 
And it's the same reason why you see so many batters that have success facing pitchers the first time, or pitchers have success yep, yep. facing batters the first time because they don't know what their tendencies yep. are. Agreed. And let's get back to the game at hand. Yeah. Well, one thing, one, one thing I want to say about this whole situation is that what scares me more in a player like this is uh, is New York. He he was out those first number of games. He was he, had, he was humble. He knew he was a first round draft pick, but he hadn't done anything. Now all of a sudden you're seeing these glimpses of it. And my worry for a guy like Beckham Jr. would be more of like in the in the bright lights, driving around in your nice fucking Hummer or not Hummer, your Range Rover. You're in the city that never sleeps. Now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I've arrived. I've arrived. I've done this. I can do this. I'm going to be awesome. Gonna find and then all quick. of a sudden it's just like, boom. So that's my biggest fear with him, which I never and wouldn't have had with a guy like Cooks, let's say. Cooks is just like, Green. he's like Kobe. He's like Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. He's like Kobe. He's like he's a he's a gym rat. He just that's wants our, to do it. That's our second mispronounced uh, name. We had Dante Jones, and now we have uh, Kobe Bryant. I like Kobe. I, I'm going to call him that for the rest. Yeah, of I'm not going to. I'm not going to compare it. Should we go to the next game, or well, we talk about Seahawks? Let's, 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 I actually think that would be a downfall. We, for, let's for, just say this though, for, for want, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I, I don't. Let's let's quickly anyway, let's quickly cover some of the highlights of this game. Like, okay, one of the guys who I'm 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 proud to say I was never high on as as a rookie when I did all these rookie pieces. Andre Williams. The guy, completely unimpressive to me and everything that I see. He's terrible. He's terrible because he does not have any type of any hitch, any type of, of stutter in his in his step. And then any way to elude defender, and all he wants to do is run into you, and he's going to be a career three yards per carry the guy. The Giants were forced, forced to use Peyton Hillis yeah. for the and majority of the second half. look how much better he looked. Look how much better he looked carrying the ball. He could actually get around the corner and, and, and give a little shake. Absolutely. And get a little space. And it wasn't even so much of a shake as it was like he happens to be like 20, 30 pounds bigger than anybody who was tackling him or right. trying to tackle him. But it still, so he did better than Andre Williams was doing. That's for sure. It's just, it's just, it's just not there. It's, no it's not there. It's, it's not like there. They can't se- wait for a shot. He's got like four back. seven speed. It just doesn't have enough. That's going to be absolutely. You know what is there? Valverde's here. All right. So as long as we were, I'm going to. So I don't like any. Yeah, I don't like any of the running backs. Okay. The Giants. I'm going to finish up with this. Ruben Randall plays the left side normally. He's normally the left outside uh, receiver. That is not where um, uh, Sherman. Sherman, Sherman, Richard Sherman plays, which is on the, the opposite side. Which is on the opposite side, which plays well for Ruben Randall in this game. Um, it's not that like they're going to switch Sherman to the other side just to play him. Randall does play the right side every Sherman once in a while, switches. but it's rare. <laughs> and Randall is a left side type player, and he's a lot better catching the ball on the left side. So I could see Randall actually having a pretty good game in this one. Better than Odell? Um, yeah. Actually, I do believe better than Odell. Because I think that the Seattle is actually very good at guarding over the middle against uh, little those little scattish type uh, slot guys. Um, it's possible that they try and break him out on the left side here and there, put Randall out to the right. Who knows? But um, I do believe that Randall has a pretty good game in this one. What about the as Seahawks? Opposed, as for the Seahawks... Um, they're going to run Lynch a lot. They're going to run him a little bit in this game. That's for can sure. I, can I jump in on the Lynch thing? However, because, uh, yeah, go on. I just want to jump, and then I'll let you, you can cover the rest. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Less. Listen to how bad Lynch has been over the last three games. He's had 53 carries for 182 yards. That's 3.43 yards per carry over that time. Um, 
this week he's facing the Giants. Now the Giants, if you remember this game the other night, last night for us, uh, two nights before when you guys start listening to this podcast, what was it? Except was it two? Was it two rushing attempts that the Colts had in the first half of that game? They just said, "Screw it, we're just going to throw the ball all over you." They still ended up running for ninety-eight yards in the game. The previous two weeks, which is also this is important because the Giants are on the road in this game, and, and they were playing against the yep. Eagles, and they were playing against the Cowboys on the road. Combined in those two games, those two teams rushed for three hundred and fifty-nine yards yeah. against them. Absolutely. <laughs> this is going to be Marshawn Lynch, who has not, as we mentioned, a hundred-yard game since Week One. Best chance for him. He's definitely going to get in the end zone in this game. One hundred percent. Greatest and chance. You know what? Not a bad call, as like it was last week. Like I called with a Robert Turbin, who had a pretty darn good game. Turbin's going to have a pretty good game in this one too, because Lynch needs his rest at this point. Mm-hmm. And it showed last game too. He needed his rest. Turbin got some work. And Chrissy Michael's still starting to get a little bit work too. They need to have him as a third running back. They were sitting him for the first five games of the year. Now they're bringing him in there because they need to rest Lynch a little bit more. Yep. So Turbin gets his carries and uh, Chrissy Michael gets his carries. I see them passing the ball a little bit as well as could be shown, obviously, luck threw all over them. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Baldwin had a pretty darn good game. Um, who's who's to say who's going to have it on the outside? Curse is obviously probably the one you're thinking of. Might not be Curse. It could be anybody From a else. fantasy standpoint, isn't that whole receiving I tight end wide receiver, any. isn't that a quagmire? It's, it's kind of a nightmare. Wouldn't count on any of it. If you're going to throw anything out there as a chance and a half, six teams are on by, you might want to throw a Baldwin out there. I'll just tell you this. I just I'm I'm reveling in Seattle's quagmires. I I don't really own any of them, and I had Percy Harvey was the one. Yeah, guy. he's gone. And I'm so glad now that he's now jettisoned, and I'm again was I'm so happy that I can start him on a weekly basis again. Sick. It's I don't I don't know what's going on there with Seattle, but I don't like it. I agree. I agree. Let's go. To let's let's go on. Our Bears are oh. going to be at Lambo. Lambo Sunday night football in America. America gets to see the Packers and the Bears' hopes of everything. Do you think the what Bears you, come out of this? What are you really going to play? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mr. Teal, tell you. I'm a force, new and winners things upside your head. That's what Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing to the Bears' defense, right? Oh. I mean, it's just not even going to be close. Is it's, it? It's it's it shouldn't be. The Bears' defense can't stop anybody. You, you look at. Aaron Rodgers just knows how to beat the Bears. Yeah, um, he's have in a nice groove. They, the Bears they used have to have their, some they're success. They're coming off a bye week. Well, the Bears they're used at to home. have the Bears used to have success under the Lovey Smith era. Not now. Now it's it's Aaron's going to do what Aaron wants to do. He runs, relax. Oh, he's relaxed. <laughs> Believe me. Well, um, I think Forte though has a great game in this one. I, I really do. I, I think that you look at how things match up. All the offense for the Bears is running through Forte anyway, through passes. How many the targets that this guy has, has been seeing and the amount of catches that this guy has and he's on pace for is is absurd. You know all the all the targets that we were talking about that used to go to Brandon Marshall or to Alshon Jeffrey. He's those guys aren't seeing it. Those guys aren't seeing it on the season. What is it? Uh, Seventy targets, fifty-eight receptions on the season. That's they've only played. Eight games. That's on pace for it. He's on pace for 116 receptions. <laughs> 140 targets. Sick. And he's also had 130 rushing attempts. 
So Matt Forte, which is a little more down, maybe. Right, but you know what though? So With what? Full on, t- actually, full on target always, such as looks. It's, it's on. It's down by about gorgeous. two per game in carries. That's yeah. it. Just two per game on average from last year. But the targets in, in, in the receiving game, he's already he's already only twenty five targets away from where he was last year. Can the wide can the wide receivers of the Bears against that Packers team? I'm not not talking about who's going to win the game. Can we succeed? Is it a, is it yes, something is it something coming off the bye week? They're both coming off the bye. Right, they're both coming off. The they're bye. both been preparing for each other. Both the last these teams know each days. other more more well than any, any anything else. Can can we succeed in our passing attack? Can Cutler be successful against that defense? What do you think, Doug? They're going to use from a fantasy standpoint. All right, from a fantasy standpoint, they're going to um, lose the game. <laughs> yeah, we're going to lose the game. I'm not worried about that. They're they're going to use Forte as much as they possibly can, but they're going to have to pass the ball because they're going to be down. And Marshall's going to get his fair share of catches in this one. Marshall's shown that he can do a decent job against these guys, but neither him nor Jeffrey has done outstanding against them. Um, they they've been held to minimal catches. It's not like any of the, either of them have had ten catches against them or nine or ten catches against them. It's been like Jeffrey, I think, had like three for a hundred or something like that in one of those games, or you know, three for seventy in a touchdown. But it's only three catches, four catches, something like that. They try and control the ball as much as they can. This is going to be in Green Bay. It's going to be a Sunday night. It's going to be a night game, which means it's actually- going to be cold. Yeah, but that, that, I don't worry about the cold as much. It, I do a little. I think bit. that the Bears. This is one thing that well, mostly, mostly with the Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, exactly. I, I agree. I, I think Marshall's the guy that has the better game. Probably yes. You absolutely. Know, and he's the guy I that, think Marshall is the one that I, has, definitely has a better game over Jeffrey. I don't. I, you know, and it's one of these things that I can see. Marshall's. This is one of those ones where, after all this discontent and. Things that we've been hearing here in the media in Chicago, dust up that that you locker might, room. You're going to see this could be the game where yeah, you're going to see Brandon Marshall get his 15 targets. Can we can, no, we, uh, can we ask guys to talk about the Bears and watch football a lot and talk a lot? Of, didn't didn't we say even going back into late summer the fact that Brandon Marshall was doing friggin' inside the NFL? He's having his worst season. He's got discontent. He's calling people out. Got paid. He's, got paid. He's he's gotten his money, but he's dropping a lot of balls. But yet he's the voice. He's the leader, as we said. We don't need to really talk about it too much. But uh, no, dude, stop. Soon quit. as I found quit out, quit the job about. until you're. That would not be a great idea. Or, or, or don't go to New York anymore. Yeah. Let, let him send send the satellite people to your house. What the hell exactly. are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. As soon as I heard he had to do that and was he scheduled himself to do that, asked asked. Uh, Smith, um, Trustman asked Trustman to, uh, if he could do it, and he said, "Yeah, go ahead." If you, and then you week one him. had a high ankle sprain, so yeah, he's he's, oh, he's got to like travel so on crutches. It's like God, you got to be kidding me! The last thing this guy needs is another distraction in his life. You want to know what it is? It's unacceptable. 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 You're a football player. You know what it is? But here's be, be an announcer. Be a, be a talking head after your football career is over. Not only that, here's how. Things outside of football affect football. You don't have anyone. The Bears are a rudderless ship. They're, they're supposedly there are factions in their locker room. The, the the head coach doesn't have control. You don't have any bona fide leaders on that team. 
What that ends up happening then is that you become a horrible football team. And and, and I'm sorry, I see it. I see. I, and this is a game. This is this is the game of the season. Because if you win this game, then you beat there's Green Bay and Green Bay, and you got a you got a, a chance that you there's can hope. say something. If so you're you lose this a game, chance. and if you lose this game, I'm saying there's zero percent chance. You, you need one person, one to take control, and I'll give you the exact proof of it. Miami. Miami was in the biggest disarray of any team that anybody has seen in 10 years last year. What happened in the turnaround this year? Who came up to step to the plate? The quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. It's always going to be they a quarterback. turned it around but he's because a young of Ryan guy. Tannehill. If Jay Cutler cannot take, take control of this team, it's over. He's 31. What makes you think I'll... Cutler cannot he, he, take it over. Not, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's not saying. We know I'm that. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to throw a shout-out to my, to my buddy Tim Keating, who I was having a conversation with before the uh, I came over here for this podcast. And I said, I go, you want to know, in a nutshell, what the problem is with the Bears? The Bears' problem is that the, they don't have anyone on their team that can lead. And the people that, that are trying to lead shouldn't lead. So, who, you don't, there's no one to good rally point. around. Yeah. It's good it, point. And I Because Marshall is the guy. Brandon Marshall is the guy who is coming out and being the guy, trying to be the leader. But he can't be a leader. He's not. And Ruh, Jay, Jay Cutler, yeah. who should be the leader, just don't, yeah. won't Let's be honest. Jay Cutler is the quarterback with a leader person of all time. He's a smug prick. I, I, I don't hate the guy, but he, everything you see in the post game, the pregame, the preparation, his energy on the bench when he's having a great game, even versus when he's having the worst game. There's never a time you were sitting there and be like, "This guy's got, he's got, this guy's got the, the, he's got, he's got the lock." How about this? You, you're, you're, you, you love Austin Davis for his the the, the fire that he shows and everything, right? From no. what I'm at, well, I'm no, 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 not well versed. Well, I like back, his back, chutzpah. Back, no, no, his chutzpah, yes. I, I give it to you because the thing you hear about this, I look at so many times when I've watched great quarterbacks, when they come off the field and something goes wrong, they're either grabbing an offensive lineman or they're talking to a wide receiver or they're grabbing him and they're fired up and they're getting in their faces and all this other stuff. Jay Cutler, what does he do? He goes and he sits on that bench and he just puts his head down and Smoking no one's Jay. around him. Or you know, or, or if it is, he's only bitching because he's got his butt kicked. But at the same time, you're not doing anything. He does not do anything to help anyone become a better football player. And when he's having the good games, he's got that smug grin on his face. You know why Chicago was kicking ass last year? Josh McCown. Veteran who took control of that team. And they listened to him yeah. because he was a veteran. And not because yeah. like he was like a grizzled veteran who knew what he was doing, who had actually played a ton. He'd seen a lot. He had a voice. He'd seen a lot. He was a veteran. He had a voice. And he was also. But not only that, he was a veteran, and they were trying to save their season, and so they circled around him. Absolutely. And they bought into to the to the way that he was. They just need to get a quarterback. Let's get to the other side of the ball. Let's get to the. They need a quarterback. All right. Eddie Lacy has had a touchdown in every game he's played against the the Bears. Continues. All right. That's all I have to say about Lacy. He's going to have a <laughs> touchdown this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is kicking ass against the Bears lately. He's going to kick ass again. Period. Uh, Randall, uh, Randall Cobb has two touchdowns. Randall Cobb. I love it. Yeah. I love Randall, it. Randall Cobb has touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns in each of his last two games against the Bears. The game before that, he had 100 yards. 
Cobbs get every I was at that horrible game where he had the stupid touchdown on the blown coverage by Conte in the playoffs. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Oh, to keep us out of the playoffs. There is no blown coverage by Conte. Conte every let's week. talk fantasy football. Not Conte does a blow coverage. He never knew what coverage was in the first place. <laughs> How can you blow something if you don't know what it is? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, Jordy Nelson. I'm not wish you wouldn't. What was it? Hit it again. Yeah, hit it again. Sometimes I wish you were invisible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to get our asses kicked by the Packers. Yes. And I tomorrow, agree. And that that night, Sunday night, is going to be the night that everybody realizes and knows that Jay Cutler is gone. And I'm going to be thankful. On Sunday night, I'll be celebrating. Here, here, amen. My father's 71st uh, birthday. Nice. Going out, going nice. out to dinner. Right. I, I don't. I Happy don't care. Birthday, I don't care Pops. that I'm going to be missing uh, the first half of the Bear game. I'm Where are you gonna, going? Uh, we're, we're going to Elwood's. Where's that? Uh, it's in, up uh, in Lincolnwood, it's uh, on, on uh, Lincoln uh, Red at Tui. Jake and Elwood. It used to be called uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bones, if you remember. Yes. Bones. Okay. Uh, all right. Same old. Same old. It's still in the Lettuce Entertainment. Yeah. All right. The Melon Bones been there. I know exactly where it is. Star. They, they just took down that Sim, purple Sima, on top. Sim, Sima's still there with her uh, with her Kugel uh, uh, and stuff like that, too. So. I will tell you right now, the start all the, the Packers, I'm turned off. The start woman. all the Packers, including the tight end. The Bears happen to be the worst against tight ends in the league this year. Not just because of Gronk, but they're just bad. They're bad. Let's move on to the Monday Night Football. Before we do that, I want to do one last Pyro promo. You guys have been great. I'm going to make this quick. You're doing reviews. On, uh, on on iTunes, like we've asked, getting more and more every week. Please, if you're listening to this and you haven't done it yet, I'm not going to stop asking. We're not going to stop asking. We're rising the ranks because you guys are, are writing these. Go write us a review, iTunes. If you're an Android guy, go, uh, go over to Sprecher and just help us out and let us know that you got some love for us and the fact that we're doing this weekly podcast for you. Appreciate it. Staves, really, Stavish, that means you because I know you're listening to this right yeah. now because you just happen to fucking walk in on us. You little bastard. No, uh, but I will say this. I read some of these I read some of these things and and I really I really and we really appreciate some of the things you guys are saying there is really sweet. So thanks, man. Love, we this love is, you guys. This is for Stavish for walking in. I'm a real son here. Don't get tired of crazy rap. We need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're leg sweeping that guy. Yeah, but to He's all, our, to all of our listeners, Mr. T is nice. Is happier for you. And anytime that you give us a positive review, he just wants to tell you, have a nice day. That's it. That's it. That's all. Have a nice all of day. us from Pyro. When you do a review, we want you to have a nice day. So do have it up. Have a nice day. Do it up. All have right. Nice Monday night football. Panthers at Eagles. I feel like we don't need to talk about this one too long, but do your thing, and we're looking pretty. Pr- well, when we got us in ten minutes, well, we're looking well, good. We can do so it in ten minutes. Let's, let's think about what we've already done. We've already talked about Matt Mark Sanchez and what we feel about him. I you love look, him. I, well, the guy who I love this week is Lashawn McCoy, because you're going up against a Carolina defense, and this Carolina defense is not the Carolina defense that I have seen over the past couple seasons. This is a defense that. Luke Keekley is making plays, but unfortunately, he's making those plays further down the field. Yeah. Uh, LeSean McCoy. Great point. Now let's talk about this. What LeSean McCoy's done? He's got one touchdown on the season, but <laughs> last week he had his second hundred-yard rushing game in his Sorry, last like, in his Mr. last three. Sit. 
One touch. I pity the fool. I pity the fool that drafted LaShawn McCoy number one overall. I did it. So I you pity you. Me. I pity you. I pity you. I pity you. I pity you. That's the one. That's the, the fool. Of all the sound have, I don't have a I pity the fool. Hey, what? I, or, or a good pity the fool. I have one, but it just sounds echoey. And when it comes to McCoy, and number one overall, we pity ourselves. We don't need to hear so, that recording. So, this week, though, LaShawn McCoy, he's had 200-yard games in his last three. had one last week. He's got a good chance not only to have a 100-yard game this week. Five 80-yard games in a row. Right, but he's not only got a chance for another 100-yard <laughs> game, though. He's got a chance to get in the end zone in this game. A yes. good chance to get in the end zone. Carolina is third worst at stopping running backs in terms of fantasy points. Giving up the second most amount of touchdowns to running backs this year. So, everything lines up. Now you add to the fact that you're going to have Mark Sanchez, who's going to be a quarterback in this game. You're going to, you're going to initially try to lean out a little bit of McCoy, so that then you're going to open up your play-action pass and do all the things that you know that they can still do in the offense, because Mark Sanchez is going to run their normal offense, but LaShawn McCoy is going to be a bigger part of that. The guy, again, uh, as I mentioned before, I still just don't think Darren Sproles really emerges in this offense. I don't know. I, well, Sanchez can actually move around a little bit, which is, which is a nice little problem. Yeah, the Foles can move around, too. Yeah, not, I don't think as much it's as the Sanchez. Do you see you see the play? Do you see one of the best plays that I saw this week by a Sanchez was a, it was a J.J. Oh, Watt right. going, and he just like, whoop, whoop. You even saw it in his eyes, like literally yeah, missed. He's like, Oh man, that was a good move. Yeah. I can't believe I just missed it. It's true. I, I remember he, exactly. Saw it. He was like, he was surprised that he got that. It just can move. move a little bit. Like yeah. I said, the guy's got a bad rap, man. He, I he can play. I agree. I just wanted to ask you this question because this is where I'm at on Darren Sproles. Because I'm a, this then to me is a telltale game. Okay, whether he's anything for you to even concern yourself with for the rest of the season or not. Kind of like it was for Cordell Patterson when he was going up against Tampa Bay. And he put up a nice game. You, you got to know, this is your prime matchup. This is an easier matchup for you. If he still doesn't get double-digit looks, touches... We're talking, about, we're, ta- we're talking about Sanchez. I know. I'm talking about Sproles. We're talking about Sproles. We're talking about Sproles. No, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I mean you're talking about Sproles. Okay. Okay. Hey, no, 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 we're no. talking about Sanchez. You're talking about Sanchez, Sanchez being mobile. Sanchez will do it Sanchez now. being mobile, which is supposedly going to help Sproles out. But my, my okay, point is this. Okay. okay. I, I I don't I don't think it matters because everything that they were using Sproles on was not anything where it mattered on how mobile the quarterback no, was. It was. No, I it's, agree. It's more on the screen type passes, whatever. I, I agree that Sproles has a great opportunity if he gets the touches. If I'm telling you right now, if he gets 10 to 12 touches in this game, whether that be... And I would rather it be six to seven receptions and four carries as opposed to the seven carries and three receptions that they're giving. I would expect not much from Sproles for... Until he's fully healthy. No, but he's higher on him this week. That's what we're. Talking. I am that, a little that, bit this, higher. This, this is the discussion that we're having. So I don't agree with it either. I don't, I, I don't want the guy. My problem is that I, it's. I understand where the matchup is great, and I understand where he's a game breaker who can do it at any any point in time. My problem is I'm just concerned with where the level of involvement that Chip Kelly is willing to use him in the offense. Now listen, and the reason why I'm high on him is not because I think he's about to get. 15 touches in the game. It's because uh, against a team like Carolina, you can do a lot with a little. And Sproles is one of those type of guys who can do a lot with a little, especially against this type of defense that has not been able to stop shit. Okay? They're going to wear out McCoy a little bit. McCoy's going to get a lot of work in this game, is my feeling. As much work as Val Birdie's going to get tonight. Oh, <laughs> 
Alberti's been getting a lot of work. Alberti, that's because I'm not drinking Imperial Stouts. Alberti, I hope you're happy with this one. I'm back to IPAs. If I'm drinking IPAs, you're getting a lot more Alberti's on Houdini. I kind of like I kind of like you on the IPAs as a pair as opposed to Imperials. Dark Death. The Dark Death takes you over. Well, you know what else? Let's just say this. Houdini's also always a lot happier when he goes when he goes five and one on his fantasy weeks. You didn't see him over. There we go. There we go. You've been looking at Landmark, too. And now, Aunt Percy Harvin is actually useful again. No, my another here. factor oh, to consider, a Chris Polk. How about that? He gets a touchdown last week. He, he <laughs> looked awesome. I know. He, he was kicking ass, by the way, when he was in there. He ran like an animal. He ran like a man freaking <laughs> possessed. I've never seen him run like that before. He's, I didn't know that he was that fucking physical. But he was physical. He was hardcore. I'm going to use your body as my cop. When I can finish your boss, Mr. Unfriendly, I'm going to take care of you. That's what Chris Polk was doing. Pretty much. He looked good. He, he did. did. He looked fucking great. Well, this He's is also that good low center of gravity with a little bit of enough speed where he, he feels like a moving, a rolling ball. Remember now, you had mentioned uh, when we were talking a couple weeks ago, Bryce Brown, what the call on him was coming out of college or whatever, right? He was there and he had those flashes. They let him go. And they kept Chris Polk. And Chris Polk was a, was a guy that initially, yeah. you thought that they were basically just holding on to him all because he was also like a kick returner, but then they got Darren Sproles there, so everyone's going, oh, it's not going to happen. He's a football player. This is a guy, again, one of those, this is a guy that you know is just working so hard working all hard. the time. He's working hard. Yeah, I agree with that. Bringing it back into the round here. McCoy, going to have an awesome game. I do believe that Sproles gets a little bit going on. Um, I'll be honest. Like I said, my my rankings changed throughout the whole should, week. Should we we'll take? Should we on. take? Should we take our last uh, the, the five dollars that is uh, that, that I still have from you? Because uh, I owe you the five. Or take the five that we owe back. Go make a bet on Darren Sproles for this week. No, I'm not going to bet. On oh, okay. Now we know. We'll figure. We'll figure it out. Now, listeners out there, so if you were thinking about betting on the Sproles, you just learned now he's not willing to put it with a gun to his head on. No, but bucks. you want to do it on another player. <laughs> Who is it? No, it's Who is it? We'll move to the other side of the coin here. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, okay. run, running back North Carolina. No, I'm not going to move it to running. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not betting on Sanchez. I'm not betting I got on my uh, uh, Houdini must not like the uh, the Carolina running back. So I am liking a Cam Newton this week. I know that he's been down, and I know that he has not done well for people in many games this year. He's had one good game, I think, this year. That's it. He actually does better on the road. And he does very well on Monday nights. Yeah. I kind of like him this week. Philly's nice. been giving it up. He's going to have to be catching <laughs> up to them. <laughs> I love it. Well, they're fourth worst in the league at uh, Philly points to, uh, to quarterbacks. Philly gives up a lot of rushing yards to the, to the quarterback. It's like they have like 20, 30 rushes for 173 yards or something like that. Am I somewhere close? I'm not looking at the stats. Okay. Here. All right. I, I am just stats off a of road. I trust you. Um. This is the type of game that Cam Newton kind of excels in. It's a high-profile game. Like explodes or he just does well? He does well. He does really well. well, now, well listen, he needs to do well. His last three games have been atrocious. Atrocious. He's thrown for 527 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and only one rushing touchdown. Yeah, really bad. So, so I'm, I'm, betting on a, I'm betting on a prayer here. So so you, you are, because I, I, I'll tell you what. Because I did my write-up for Whoa. him. I did my write-up for him today. And I'm going, here's what I wrote. I said, as I looked at it, uh, it was like, like it. 
Cam is. I'll, I'll give you the last, last, last little bit of the write-up. Cam is still searching for a receiver that can help him to increase his output, but he does not have a receiver that can stretch the field. The good news is that Cam has been running a lot more over the past four weeks, and if he's going to be a successful fantasy game, he's going to need to have at least 50 rushing yards with a touchdown, and the Eagles may be just what the doctor ordered in that regard. There you because go. Because that's where you're going to get your points from him in this one. You're not going exactly. to get a lot of the passing yards, but maybe you get two passing touchdowns. Ideally, you want to get two rushing touchdowns from him. And he has been feeling more confident in, in his running abilities. 50 yards, I think, yeah, because he's been close to that. But if you're really going to have the big game like you're thinking, it's going to be an 80-yard rushing game for him. Uh, not just that, but I think Calvin Benjamin, hey, Philly, the Eagles are terrible against wide receivers. Calvin Benjamin is going to be a great play this week. I know he had a bad week last week. He could have had a great week. It was an inaccurate week out of Cam Newton. I think they slap him in the shape, and he says, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it up to him and not overthrow him, not underthrow him. Just get it to him. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to do and let him make the plays. I think that that's what's going to happen this week and Benjamin's going to have a great week. Don't you think there's a little bit of, and I hate to say this because I do like the competitive aspect of a Cam Newton, but don't you think as they kind of start to not really look like Totally a team that's going to do anything this year. The first then, then all of a sudden, he's just going to be like, the, just what you said, fuck it. You know what? What, what do we got to lose? He's it, done it on, every year. He's done it every year. He's a second-half player. He every is. year, he's a second-half player. And you look at the numbers right now through week nine, and you look... Don't you just think he's going to be like, fuck it. I would. We're not getting in the playoffs. We're not going to be a playoff. Buy right now on Cam Newton. And get him in. And we said the same thing last week. Absolutely. We said the same thing last year. Yeah. Buy now. On the Cam second Newton. half, as soon as that yeah. second half comes in, we talk, that's we, a Cam we, Newton time. We're talking about the Bears, right? We're talking about a leader. Cam, Cam is that. He's a leader. There, there, there are quarterbacks that have it. And you said with Tannehill, but because Tannehill's younger, we just, you know, he, this is his, that's his first chance to. But Tannehill can run the shit out of it and say, "I'm going for it." Locke can do that. Wilson can do that. Kaepernick can do that, but he's Cam just can't. Well, but, but but Cam can do that. No, no, but Color can't. Color, no, no, no. color can't really but take the game in his own hands. I don't want to say that though. I want to say control your team. Kaepernick, I don't know that he can really. Do oh that. yeah, I agree. With okay, you. Cam can. Absolutely. Okay, because he's 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 taking the team on his shoulders. Everyone, everything that they've ever accomplished has always been on his shoulders. So since we've known Cam, he's been doing this. Yeah. Took a national championship on his shoulders. Last right? little bit yeah, on this give, game. Give, give the last one in the game, and we're going to close this thing last out. Last little bit one on thing, this game. I know I everybody say. wants to know, hey, because everybody has a Greg Olson, there's a lot of tight ends that are off this week. Don't like a Greg Olson all that much this week. Very, very, very you're tough. Looking at Houdini. You're defense. looking at Houdini. I like it. I know. I <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, I know, the league, that's the league where I also have uh, Andrew Luck on a bye. I have. I got my whole team on it. That 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 league. I who's the best team in the league I against tight ends? Bernard, that sure. would be the Philadelphia Eagles, fellas. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not so good for a Greg Olson this week. Philadelphia um, Eagles, who are. Uh, by the way, the 26th worst defense when it comes to overall fantasy defense. They are a top five defense if you're going against them, and you are a defense special team, a wide receiver, or a quarterback. But they shut down the tight end. Guys, we're closing this out. Dog, I'm giving you another high five. Yeah. On that top, top three. Number, number three. Top three, baby. Dogmatica. No one can say they're doing what you've done so far this year. It's sick. 
That's why we're the best. We appreciate it. And that's why there's Indeed. only they're not, they're, we're not we're not sports center here. That's why if you're lucky enough and you found us, you've got your A team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we love you guys so much. We're doing some great stuff. We got week ten. Man, there's five weeks before the playoffs start. These are a huge five weeks. A huge five weeks. Check out the pickups. There's still players on the waiver wire that can help you win teams. Make some trades if you're still able to make some trades. Be ballsy. Find your unit that's going to take you to the promised land. And just be smart. Keep listening to us. Keep checking out Pyromaniac.com. Keep checking out the beat writers. And you got the, the power rankings by Stags. You know, yeah. all, us, all our guys. The power rankings. The, and we actually... One thing I'm going to say before we we go into and the, the band we were playing today, yeah, yeah. My Morning Jacket, love this band. Oh man, I've seen these guys a number of times. We opened up with Megita. We opened with Megita. Uh, it's it was it still lives is uh, it, it still lives it album. Still, it still moves. It still moves. Sorry, <laughs> it, I'm glad I still live. It's been a long day. They live. It's been they a long live. day. And it's almost midnight. They live is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I love that. I love it lives, Roddy. We, we used to, well, I've used him on the podcast before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've came here to do two things. <laughs> Kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all oh, on bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thanks for... Uh, we're, we're, we're a little bit more fired up tonight than I think we have been in a while. But it's that's friggin' awesome. I had a blast with you guys. Giving, dropping the knowledge. Let's keep it up. Let's win this fucking hardware together. And, and we're closing you out with my morning jacket... Because we are this, and you are this for listening to us. It's golden.